Okay, here we go. Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K. the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. I like to smoke them like some Winston Good morning, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, everyone out there in Radio Land. Welcome to another exciting adventure here at KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. Already starting off bad. Why? You're stuttering already. We just started. He's a stutterer. Leave him alone. <laughs> well, Paul just sorry. Like, Paul. I got three people telling me, "Hey, change my volume," and I'm trying to do that while trying to figure out how to do the opening. And so, yeah. So, you know what? Screw you, Paul. <laughs> Hey, listen. Thanks for welcoming me back. I, I have to say, well, I feel like I'm home. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the new studio. <laughs> um, I uh, I do have to say, I, and I seldom say it, but I'm actually impressed to Paul today. Wow, oh, boy! Hey, I haven't been in the room in five seconds because very seldom in my life do I give people direction, mm-hmm. and they actually do it without me having to say it like eighteen times. What the hell are you talking about? That you set our guest. This way, no, no, no. That, that was all Adam. I, I did all that. All right, well then, good. You, we, st- you still suck. I was away good for. A, I was Thank away you. for a month. Good I didn't job. know you told this. me that's what you wanted to do from now on. So good. I said, Paul, <laughs> this is where he's sitting. That's what's happening. Listen, I work with you Monday through Friday. You don't always do what I ask the first time. I'm impressed. I said a week ago, and he did it great. Because they normally put the guest to my right, so I'm like this the whole show mm-hmm. instead yeah. of looking like this, which is why like, I just turned my chair. So right, it's a lot easier. It's a lot nicer. And I said, you know what? I don't know why we keep putting the guest to my right. It makes for very awkward conversation and i walk in and there you are sitting in that spot it's brilliant Thank well you. let me tell you another thing i mean maybe it's just me at the age of 58 but i, I didn't hear you stutter once <laughs> well listen with all due respect paul paul's like overly critical like we've been we've been going you know we're building a brand new studio right state of the art <laughs> here we go yeah like paul wants to build like a quarter million dollar fox network studio I said, dude, well done, Paul. The yeah. best or nothing. What do you mean? Okay, dude. Really, we're going to be the best in our industry, which should only take like ten thousand dollars. You know, but no. I mean, I mean, come on. Most of these guys are podcasting out of the garage. We're building or their mom's basement, right? Mm-hmm. We're building a beautiful, <laughs> state of the art, really studio. But Paul, man, he's just like over the top and everything. <laughs> that sound quality is not good. Who's listening? I mean, it sounds great to me. I don't know what you're listening yeah. to. Two hundred thousand dollars later, I'm yeah. like, this could be perfect. You mu- you'd rather have that though. Yeah. Well, By uh, the way, I have a great investment opportunity for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You show me the ROI, I'm all in. Listen, okay. no problem. My father once told me, and I use it all the time, I'd rather tame a lion than train a monkey. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. ROI can get you. <laughs> well, we get Alan. Is this, this is not your first time. Is this your first time this in the, the studio? First I know time you in called studio. in a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I've done a call in. Wow, we my actually first got you in. What do you think of our uh, little iHeart Media building? I, I love it, actually, because uh, it's all gated in. I'm like, this makes sense. I'm actually doing a remote from the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the, the gates opened up. Right? And I, I came in. shows up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you got to see this one because our last one was like a closet. It was like real. You know, that's how I started my own business. And, <laughs> right. and the, yeah, and a, the, my cigars uh, were, were in a closet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, oddly so, enough, it, this it, is where it, we started. 
we started about two studios down. That's where we did our first KMA episode ever. Yeah, 2011. And, yeah, and uh, we did 13 episodes there before we moved. And um, then we came back, so we're back here now until we Progress. finish our new studio. I, as much as we talk about it in the air, I don't think anybody here knows that we're building our own studio. Well, the, well because we don't put it out on radio because we're not on terrestrial. Anymore. I don't like to tell too many people because then they're like, "Well, then I'll come when the studio's open." I'm like, "Well, that could be in six months. We don't know." Oh yeah. Like, uh, so a lot of guests are like, "No, I'm not coming in now." So good. really, I mean, yeah, like Nick Melillo wants to wait till we build the studio. Then just tell him we change our mind. We're not building. Yeah. It. Right, it's as yeah. easy as that. And Nick is a bit of a diva. I mean, let's yeah. call him what he is. But... Is he really, though? No, he's not. Okay. He I, I don't get that guy. impression from him. Not no. at all. No, no, no. Nick is absolutely the I coolest think, guy. I think that's just a ploy because a lot of them. Because for Nick, it's tough, too. Because like, you're at least in Florida, right? So right. it's a Saturday morning drive for you. Right. And but at like, least he's also in Fort Lauderdale, if I'm not mistaken. I am. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah, so he's not far. So you're not like you're in Miami like 99% okay. hey, of the Listen, guys. don't don't diminish my hour and a, my hour <laughs> and a half drive here. It was <laughs> not an hour, hour, hour 15. Really? Out, I'm in West Fort Lauderdale. Oh, 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 so you had to go up the turnpike? or Yeah, okay. you, you, it actually took me up 95. Would you have a Fiat? <laughs> hour and 15 minutes. That's Saturday cool. No, morning. no, no. That's, that's cool. I averaged 96 miles an hour on the way no, here, and it still took me. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't think it was that far. That's, that's yeah. still a tough, you know. So he looks yeah. further west. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I did ask, can we do it in Lauderdale slash my offices? We, we could do that. We could do a remote in your office. Well, we said, we said maybe next time because Absolutely. we're not prepared to, to do, do that yet. Yeah, true. Paul, what was the offer? Do you remember? You said to have whiskey. I have 400 bottles I, of whiskey. Yeah. 4 million wait, cigars. Wait, Let's wait, go. No, I've heard about your whiskey collection. Hold on. Now this is all exciting. Everybody Look, stop. Adam the comes to life. The alcoholic Hold on. <laughs> What's this about 400 bottles of whiskey? He's got a collection. That's, that's what we keep down low for our pool area. But we also have backstock if you need it. Oh, but, my but, God. But, what kind of whiskey are we talking about here? Every... Uh, well, it's going to sound terrible. No, he wants specifics. Everything, everything no, he wants but Canadian. Details, please. He doesn't believe in Canadian talk, whiskey. Right. I, either do I, because exactly. what they put in it. Yeah, it's the Thank only thing you. I won't drink. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you're talking about American whiskeys, I mean, no, no, bourbon, no. rye. What's your go-to no, whiskey? No, feel like, let's just start. <laughs> how excited how he is. How much of, <laughs> like, a, what's the most you got of one specific brand that's there? He woke up. That means anything? <laughs> That has uh, any real meaning to it? Yeah, I yeah. would say uh, I have six bottles of um, of of Glenfiddich Malt Master that they don't make anymore. Oh, yeah. I Adam, have move your hand. Three bottles of. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, three sorry. bottles of Snow Phoenix. Um, uh-huh. Ooh, yeah, just stuff that you've I, just guaranteed yourself a remote. Um, yeah, we, doubt yeah. in the future. Can oh, I, who, can who's like, going to get the stretcher no, no, to get no, Adam no, no, out of I'm, there? I'm like, just trying to. Tr- 37, get a, 37 Do you need me lock. to come work in your office from now on? Uh, <laughs> yeah. See how that works out. Go ahead. You want to do, do an exchange I'll, program? <laughs> I'll take one of the boys. You can take him for a month. I'm not giving up the boys yet. We, we, we may work something out, but not I'm, not will, I'm not willing to trade them but yet. But how long have you been working on this collection, I have to ask? You know, it started, believe it or not, it started on a, a bit of a whim. Um, we were doing we were doing a, char- a black tie charity event, and... Um, it was for a really good cause, something that meant you know a lot to me, and a whiskey collection came up, mm-hmm. and it was way over my head. But I was with uh, I was with a buddy who I brought, who is you know he can was go, into it. He can go deep, yeah. right? And uh, so, you know, it, the bid went up to like eighty thousand dollars for this collection. But the truth is, I was giving. We were going to split it, right, forty forty. Right. I was giving twenty thousand to the charity either way Regardless. because it was. 
is that important to me. Wow. So I said, well, uh, for 20, <laughs> for, you know, for 20 grand, I can drink whiskey too. And, uh, <laughs> and then he just turned and said, I only want that one bottle. You can have everything Are else. you kidding? Are you kidding? Get the oh, hell out no. of here. That's how no. it kind of, it, it, it wasn't expected. It's how it started. And then I just started looking for stuff and just stuff that I would, you know, what I like, but my, I, we have rules. I mean, my kids are both into it with mm-hmm. me and. We pretty much open everything. I mean, you know, there's some 30 and 40 year old stuff that I, I I just haven't opened, but everything else I want my kids to. to do, taste. Uh, do they share the passion? Are they into it? They do. They That's like great. it a lot, and they bring me stuff. And but you know what? I just I didn't. I want them to understand that it's okay to to enjoy the finer things in life. Just work your butt off to get it yourself. I could tell that Bradley is already like a little bit of a, a collector. He likes stuff. I yeah. could tell because like you know we I had a meeting with him yesterday. Oh, no. Not to mention, like the one last time we had he and uh, Alec on the show, he brought you a box of a collectible item. Yes. Oh, that's he asked right. Me about, I he forgot asked about, me about that. it too. Yeah. But also, not even that. He um he he had, I had a meeting with him yesterday. Mm-hmm. I guess he had gotten there early. He had went shopping in our rear and vintage room and mm-hmm. didn't say nothing. And mm-hmm. comes in the office with a bag. I'm like, what is that? He's like, oh, I just stopped by the rear and vintage. I said, Dude, why didn't you say anything? He's like, no, no, no. I found some great stuff. And then what gave did he me, buy? He bought. Oh, some, I'd be so interested. He yeah. bought some real old verite. That we had, like, oh, many he years. Bought those? Yeah, a couple oh, wow. boxes of that and some other stuff. But okay, and then he gifted me two cigars I'd never heard of. Um, they're 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 um, cigars aren't sold in the U.S. because they're made by a company, but it's made with Cuban tobacco. And it's in Europe. I forgot the brand. I took a picture of it. I haven't posted it on social media, but I could just tell he's already got that collector. By the way, if you haven't smoked that cigar, it looked amazing. I told him I was going to smoke it yesterday, but then the sh- and crap it's hit the better. Fan. It's better than it looks. And, you, and to, be, to to boot, that's my size. That's become like my go to. Well, what size. is it? A Lancero? It's like a fat Corona. You know, oh, okay. it's like a fat Corona, but the, that that Corona or fat Lancero, fat Corona, or uh, you know. Um, that's become like my size now. Is it because of the time? Because I like to smoke Coronas because it's not going to take up too too much time. That's how I got into them. Yeah, right? that's because why I, I, I smoke always them. used to been like a Toro, Churchill, you know, Gordo smoker early on, and I started getting like to the Coronas and Petite Coronas because of time. Mm-hmm. But I found that I just like I think they taste better. I think there's a more concentrated well, flavor. Funny you say that of tobacco. A couple of guys have come in here and just like casually talking to them. They've told me that like the the actual flavor. That the that the blend was supposed to be is is the Corona like that's usually the best the best blend of a cigar is I, that I, I, is I that think, BS? No, it, depending on the manufacturer. What okay. happens is uh-huh. what, you, what you blend on, right? So you know when when in the U.S. they were smoking fifties, which is now become fifty four, right? right? Yeah, you know? yeah, more even. So when yeah. it was fifties, we used to you know we used to blend on forty eights. And that way we could blend up to 50, 52, but we can go down to the 46s. Right. So we base it off those Because blends. it gets to a point where hmm. it's hard to get that same. Look, if you blend at a 50 or 52 you know, or even a 48, if you're trying to put the same blend in a 40 or 38. Very difficult. Yeah. It's, right. It's hard. But today, hard. today, you know, 52 is, is a standard size. So, you know, if you if someone's blending off of a 50 now, right, so they right. can get to a 52 or a 54. But. Most people aren't blending off of 46s and then going, yeah, we're going to produce a bunch of 52s. Right, yeah. right. Huh. Mm-hmm. I just tend to find I, I just like, I like I, it. Too. I like it. That's been like my, my go-to choice. And, you know, well, we've totally skipped the intro. So do we, do we skip uh, the, you no. know, who we're talking about? <laughs> I don't with even here? know if I introduced We're so informal here. I don't even know if I introduced you. No. Yeah, we, you didn't introduce anybody. Paul got on the stuttering. And just <laughs> yeah, the whole, by the way, screw you, Paul. Curve, <laughs> curveballed the whole show. Yeah. Start over? 
Colin. Colin, start over. Good job, no. Colin. No, no, we'll be okay. Uh, anyway, this is KMA Talk Radio. I'm Adam K. The Brewmeister with me, of course, on a stage. That's Paul, what you're watching. the producer. Hey. Uh, our special guest today, our meet your maker, Mr. Alan Rubin of Alec Bradley Cigars. Guest and old friend. Yes, absolutely. Been for about and apparently, whiskey years. aficionado, which brings me back to <laughs> revert back be into. Stuck. He's shaking. He's, He's be so stuck. excited. Uh, I mean, but, I love a bourbon myself, but uh, I, I mean. But I have to ask as a man who has 400 whiskeys. Yeah. What is your favorite? Ooh. What is your favorite whiskey? So, um,. First of all, this is going to be honest, but there's mm-hmm. also something behind it. We have a a corporate partnership with William Grant and Sons, which is oh, yeah. Glenfiddich oh, yeah. and the Balvenie and Hendrix yeah. Gin. And, yeah. and Very nice lot. people. Yeah. yeah, great people. Also yeah. great partnership. Yeah. 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 Jack. Smoke, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, we do a lot with them. They just launched their uh, their Glenfiddich. Um, uh, the, 14, the Grand Crew. No, the Grand Crew, they yes. just did a 23-year-old. Yeah. They, so they've, they've been doing oh, yes. a lot of stuff recently in yeah. the past year. Yeah, because yeah. I saw Jack posted he's doing an event tonight with the Grand Crew, actually, and, and Alec Correct. Bradley Fine and Rare. Okay. Yeah. yeah, actually, we have to do a lot to make that happen. Really? Yeah, because they don't have a lot of that liquid yet. Mm-hmm. And we oh. didn't have a lot of the Fine and Rare. I had to pull okay. humbled inventory. Okay. Uh-huh. But we like Jack, so... We found a way. No, uh, you do. For those of you not understanding, <laughs> yeah. that's we're Jack, one, one of four. who is the Western uh, representative for Alec Bradley Cigar. Formerly right. of Cigar Dojo. That's right. Formerly of Cigar yeah. Dojo. Yes, yes. He still pops in once in a while. Yeah. I think. But uh, I think my my favorite as a go to if I had to drink one whiskey for the rest, you know you get stuck with one for the rest of your life. Right. I mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. Uh, probably Glenfiddich Fifteen Ooh. would be my go to. If I had unlimited supply, it would be that malt master that I mentioned. I think oh, that's the, that is a the good finest liquid, yeah. juice they've ever put in a bottle. Have we really? ever had that? Uh, we've never had it here. Uh, it is in the Point and Beach location, if you would like. Oh, malt- you have it? We have malt- it? You have malt master? I believe so, yes. Well, since he was doing liquor ordering as of a couple of weeks ago, he may not, he actually be yeah. accurate. We we did also do, that's why we also got that Glenfiddich plaque that is now hanging above uh, the uh, door on the Want to go for there. a drink? Uh, yeah, you want to you want to stop the show, <laughs> right? We, we can take a drive. We can have a runner. A runner. That yeah. is true. A nutter. <laughs> it's a good thing he can't hear us. I have never had that. I have heard about it before, but I've never had it. You're at my bar once a week. I am at your bar quite a bit. Once a week, and it's at Boynton, which is funny. I, you have a. I mean, you guys do have a great selection at at the Boynton store, especially like there's there's a really good, there's selection good selection of bourbons and whiskey stores. Well, it's different clientele. Yeah, you West know, you Palm gotta, is a little bit different. You got to cater to the clientele. Of course, area. of course. Yeah. I mean, course. Del, I think Delray even has higher. I have uh, never been oh, to yeah, no, Delray. They, no, yeah, they, Delray's got more, even more serious liquor. I'm afraid oh, no, of Vinny. They, they do. Yeah, I know. They I, do. Uh, Vinny, I've, I'm afraid of Vinny. What? So I haven't gone to Delray. What are you afraid of Forget Vinny for? He's just you know. Vinny could be the one person more pathetic than you are, though. I know. <laughs> What Why? Because he needs attention. Yeah, Vinny's Vinny. Everybody, listen. I love him. I'm joking. Vinny's he's one a good of those guy. guys that everybody loves. But yeah, he's a good guy. He's just pathetic. We know so many of the same people. It's weird because he's Vinny? from Long Island. Yeah. Oh, Vinny knows so, everybody. I know everybody. Actually, everybody knows. Vinny. We'll be talking about this and that and how I did this. He goes, Oh yeah, I know him. I know him from back now, in the Vinny's day. Vinny's one of the blah, nicest blah. guys ever. So I, you know. And we've completely gotten off topic. Yes, we have. But that's what we do. Well, here we at just, KMA Radio. we just. Oh, this is the opening to the show. We haven't even introduced our uh, our meet your maker yet. Usually, I don't Official. even do that. Well, we haven't started the, the segment of, yet. We've introduced him. I don't even go to the bottom <laughs> of the hour for that. This yes. is just you know regular banter. For the how was Halloween? Did you dress up? Uh, no, I was actually out of town. Okay, I was. Well, to, there's no more kids for Halloween for you. No, no. 
And there's no, no if, grandkids yet, so you're not like you're trying to spoil. Yeah, if I, if I if I dressed up, someone's calling the cops. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I dressed up. Well, we saw. We all saw you dress. And that up. makes perfect sense now that we're talking. It does. <laughs> Do we need to bring that up now? I'm probably gonna have to dress up next Friday. <sighs> Why next Friday? Oh. oh. Oh no. Dude, Steve Sock is getting serious. Did you see he bought silicone implants? Yeah. Sockalicious. No way. Something like serious. Now it's becoming a competition of whoever's gonna be in. Who's drag. gonna be the hottest? Who's right. Look yeah. Yeah. You're gonna look rocking. You know. That. I will say this. All I know is Nimish has been unusually quiet. Yes. Like I agree with that. You know, during he's listen, not even posting on Facebook. Listen to me. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Steve Sock is brilliant, right? He actually outsmarted me on this one, which <laughs> doesn't happen often. But he look, I, I'm gonna say it outright. I don't believe he made his first goal weight, right? We, you know, Nimish and I posted videos of the scale and us getting on the scale and before and after shots. Steve posts a picture of an app, a screenshot. Uh-huh. Of an app showing his progress and saying, "Oh, I made my goal." Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, that's all he did. You know, I saw pictures of the trade show. It didn't look like he lost the. the well, and weight. we had people telling us that he was eating like steaks but, but and it's potatoes. Okay. So and... instead of confronting the situation, what does he do? He goes, "Hey, let's double down. <laughs> we'll do an event. <laughs> we'll double down, and we'll make sure that one of us." I'm like, "Oh yeah, great." Knowing that time and life would wear me down. <laughs> Right, I mean, just time told, in life. Yeah, just wore the fuck out of me. I will, and 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 now, like, I'm I'm shopping for shoes and crap because I think there's a probability I may have to get dressed next Friday. Oh my! Are you gonna wear like heel, like a heel heel? You're gonna Dude, do it right, okay, right. First off, let me just tell you something. All right, I don't think they make heels in his foot. I bought a pair of shoes. Okay, I found the largest pair of women's shoes made in the universe. It's a 17D wide. Okay? Louboutins. No, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> now I did find a company. I did. I did find a company in Europe that would send you for trans for trannies. That would send you a cast, and they would bespoke whatever shoe you wanted. Oh, what was that? Like twelve? Grand? I didn't even look. I'm not yeah. doing that for one night. Get out of here, right? Yeah. So I found this seventeen. Now in 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 men's sizes that convert to women's, I should be like a nineteen. Oh my right? god! So Amazon. I, I found them. And I was trying to find flats. No, no luck, right? So I'm, I got these four inch heels. Right? No, no way, no way. Hold Please on. tell me your joke. Let wow. me tell you something. I got a bad sciatica, so it's a good thing I haven't felt like my big toe and my second toe for like the last five, six years, <laughs> because there's no way my feet are going to handle this thing. If if I put these things on, it's going to be like for the first 10 minutes for a photo opportunity, and then I'm taking them no, off. No, you got to keep them on, man. It's impossible. I'm squeezing a size 19 foot in a 17 shoe. Listen, you'll be all right. Yeah, okay. Don't Wait. you think you should be sending out some recon to find out what... Uh, what Nimish is doing? Nimish is doing. Well, let me tell you something. During the first round, he would call me once a week. How you doing? Mm-hmm. How's everything going? I would hear from him literally once every week or two. Just checking in. Hey, I'm doing this. And he was, and Nimish, always honest. I didn't do crap this month, but I'm giving up drinking for the next 60 Right, he, he showed he himself drinking. Up I, never... I have a video up on my phone of from Mars that says he was going to give up drinking for the entire month of April and May. I'm and... telling you, he, he, he was never like lying about I didn't do crap, but I'm going to hit these next two months mm-hmm. and whatever. And I haven't heard nothing from him in two months. Like, not a peep, not a sound, not a reaction to a post, not a comment to a post. <laughs> so maybe in the realm of the universe, this guy might end up losing. Yeah, I don't know, you know, if he's gone on a drinking bender or what, but you know, who knows? I but either he, way, it's going to be interesting. He next just Friday. signed up for his uh, his third treatment of cold sculpting. So I think, <laughs> I, think <laughs> I don't know. It's I gonna, think you're in trouble. It's going to be interesting next Friday. Either way. So anyway, all of you interested in seeing what's going to happen, please show up at seven o'clock at the. Oh, Cassidy Monte Cristo yeah. in Boynton Beach. Florida. It's Boynton. Okay. Yeah, Boynton. We're officially going to show up at eight p.m. 
uh, at 8 p.m. Then people should start getting there at They 7 should start getting there at 7 p.m. There's going to be a review. There's going to be a limo pulling up. The three of us will be inside, and at 8 p.m., one of us will walk out and drag. Sweet. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Man. I guess and, uh, I have to go. And uh, if for all of you interested, there will be plenty of great Dunbarton tobacco and and uh, Rocky Patel product. And Rocky Patel product. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you, know what, you know what made this worse is? Because I was pretty sure I wasn't going to lose this bet when this whole thing originated, right? I have it set up for green screen photography so everyone can become a commemorative photo, right? <laughs> so not only is somebody going to be in drag, but it's going to last like forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. So Is there a theme song to this whole event? I, I it's, no raining, it's, it's raining, raining men. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, knew, I knew Adam was going there, yep. but... It's going to be... I was going to go there. Thank you, Ellen, for giving me the It's really funny because I'm watching social media and, like, like all the West Palm... They're coming, like, in a mega group. Like, me, the thought of possibly seeing me in drag is, like, the most, ex- like, exciting thing. I, to I agree. Yeah. I can't understand yeah. why. There's nobody I really would care to see in drag. Um, I Nobody would It's the sheer me. irony of it. I that, fear that, I'm going to vomit <laughs> from the sight of any three of you well, in drag. Well, this is my goal, and especially now because Steve Sock has really upped the game on this, mm-hmm. but this is my goal. Is <laughs> if I have to dress in drag, I'm going to come looking good. Are you going to, so you'll shave and all that? Yeah. Listen, first off, my wife is doing me, and she's a cosmetologist, hair colorist, stylist, right. and whatever. So, yeah, I'm coming looking good. That's all. <laughs> we'll, be the, we'll be the judge of that. There you go, Colin. There you go. <laughs> so, let, let me ask you a question on this. I mean, then... You can go where you want with this, but is this all about playing fair amongst the three of you? <laughs> what do you mean by playing fair? Oh, because I, I'd be sending gift gift packages you to everyone's hear? home. Oh, oh, he's during the first round. Saka was doing an event somewhere in Miami or Fort Lauderdale, and I, you know he's got like a donut fetish. I had two dozen donuts delivered. Yeah, I'd have that delivered every oh, yeah. day to his house. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, he bounces around a lot, so finding him is not tracking him down. Not, is not, not relevant. <laughs> He'll keep it for when he gets home. I mean, I would. I'd be sending uh, two boxes a day. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little disappointed in my 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 past few months' performance, man. It was just clearly like the worst time. Part of it was my fault because Abe wanted to wanted me to go to the gym with I him. Started. I started. I started going I that week, and I and I kind of avoided him a little bit. He did. You little wussy. He wants me to box, and I've never boxed. I, I, I started these boxing classes. I love it because not only not only you don't feel it, and it's like seven three minute rounds, so it's twenty one minutes of hard work. Right. And, and you feel it in your shoulders. Oh, let me yeah. tell you something. There are, there, are, there are muscles in my shoulders and my back I never knew I had. I mean, That's seriously, good. muscles I, I never knew I had because I you're know. doing, you know, I, you know box, I'm not a boxer, right? Yeah. So um, I did it and I enjoyed it. And you know what? You feel a little cathartic when you're done. Like, man, I just. Yeah. Listen, Two days later, you can't shut your car door or, or I, wash your I head. Couldn't put, <laughs> listen, I couldn't put shampoo on my head. Literally, it's like, it's like uh, my hand won't I'm, get past my chin. I'm aware. No, it was real. But I actually. You're, you're throwing the shampoo on like Literally. <laughs> I, I actually enjoyed the class. Good thing I don't need shampoo. I told Paul you should come do with me at 6 in the morning or whatever, and he whisked out. He wouldn't do it. I, I, may, I may come and try a class and see. Just I'm telling you, come to like. one. I'm telling you, you'll That's enjoy fantastic. It. I didn't. <laughs> Adam, you going to go too? <laughs> Way, way too early. So I felt up. bad though because I did realize that you were making an effort for yourself and you wanted some help and motivating. Okay. And I mean, then honestly, I was... that's always partially part of the equation, right? But you also sat here saying this is the fattest you've ever been that week, and you sit here and you unbutton your pants during the radio show. Are <laughs> your pants unbuttoned Every right week. now, Paul? Yes. See, but, oh wait, hold on. So they I have... were buttoned last night. What happened to this morning? I I had it's two hours. I have oh. lost. I have lost nine pounds because I'm doing intermittent fasting. Nine pounds is a good shit. Not to me. I'm like five foot seven. I'm a small small man. Yes, it says it on my license. With or without shoes on? (laughs) Do I need to to get the tape measure? No. No, please, God, don't do that. 
<laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so so what? What eight hours are you eating? So what I do is no, I don't eat for eight hours. I I kind of do the same well, one eight, that Nick Perdomo said he does. Yeah, he does. He no, does he does four hours. So what? Yeah. No, he doesn't eat for sixteen hours. And he's an eight-hour window, which he's oh, I do eat. a four-hour window, which I eat. So I eat usually from five to nine. I can eat, and then you only do a four-hour of food a day. Yeah, because I can. I won't be able to eat two thousand calories in that period of time when you don't eat all day and then all of a sudden you start to load up on food you get full quickly and then you don't really want it but sometimes i want to drink after that well, why, so you, I, why don't we talk to the healthiest guy in the room he right is now? the healthiest Adam. guy in the room no yeah. <laughs> i mean you just said what you're 57 58 yeah. 58 and look at mm-hmm. you, you you look amazing he looks better Dang, than what, me but, but i have a you, question yeah you can't eat two thousand calories in four hours I mean, I guess it, dude, I could. I pick two thousand calories out of my teeth with that's a toothpick. That's what I'm saying, right? I mean, that, I mean, what you, you could, kidding? you could, but the idea is that your your insulin and whatever your something builds up where you I, get full quicker. I can eat the two thousand calories standing up before I go sit down to eat. <laughs> Amen. Seriously, absolutely. I'm not kidding. I can pick two thousand calories out of my it, teeth. It works though. So I just drink black coffee and water all day at work. And at work, it's easier because I'm I'm doing something all day. I have a stand-up desk too, so I, I go, do go up and bed? down. It really depends, you know. When the uh, usually about eleven thirty, twelve. So from nine to twelve, maybe, maybe a little yeah, bit earlier than that, that. Would be my downtime, right? That, that, yeah, that's that, my. Yeah. That'd be my hard time. Yeah, not same to here. Put anything in my mouth. What time do you go to sleep? Mm. Yeah, he goes I went to sleep at like about four in the morning last night. Yeah, two thirty-three between two and three in the morning. I so I'm, I'm I'm between three and four. Yeah, but what Are time you do three you four? Yeah, what time do you wake up? Yeah, exactly. Um, first time seven thirty, and then dude, see, this oh, is how I live. Nobody yeah. gets it. what, yeah. and I'm never sleepy. No, I'm just programmed that well, way. Well, this is this is iced coffee. I mean, you know, I, mean, I'm I drink coffee. I drink a lot of coffee, yeah. but I'm never really sleepy. No. And in fact, if I ever like get an eight hour sleep, I'm I'm wrecked all day. I'm yawning. I'm tired. I'm wrecked all eight day. hours. In one night, yeah, uh, no. right. Uh, look, have you ever had like a long sleep? No. I get wrecked. I, I think I think entrepreneurs I, have a difficult time trying to put eight hours together in three days. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I function very, very well. I mean, listen, I, I usually go to bed. Look, first off, you fall asleep places too, though. I've seen you sleeping at the barber shop. Like I've walked in at like five thirty, six o'clock. Who doesn't sleep in a barber shop? What the frick are you People talking about? People sleep in a barber shop. What? Yeah, if you get a nice warm shave, you're lying back, you got your eyes closed. It's a very relaxing moment. There's nothing wrong with that. Sounds good to me. Get out of here. Especially if you're smoking. Uh, I wish. Ah, this guy also in a barber shop smoking. You, so you fall asleep with a cigar in your hand? No, no. In, my, in my mouth. Why in my hand? <laughs> wow. Remember, you're getting a shave, so they just wrap the hot towel around the cigar. And you have this. Oh, I've never, I've See, never seen you, or heard still, of. That'd be cool. Time, Paul. That's actually a you're good idea. Well, but listen, yeah, man. I go to bed. I, I'll go to bed anywhere. If I'm going to the five, if I'm getting up at five thirty to go to the gym, I'll try to be in bed before one o'clock, just because. Yeah, I want to get up and go, and and you know whatever. But I'll usually be in bed anywhere between one thirty and three thirty in the morning on the regular, and I'm usually up at six o'clock with my kids. Six thirty, you know. Yeah. If I made them lunch the night before because I like to help them with their lunches, mm-hmm. then I may get till seven till one of them's got to go to school and wants to kiss me good morning and say goodbye. But yeah, yeah, I did, and I just I'm, I'm perfectly good at functioning. I mean, way. if I'm making my kids lunch now there's a problem yeah, well. <laughs> well that's they're, my they're... thing though i wake up early with the baby because that's usually when i see him so i wake up like five thirty, six o'clock 
sit with him until like seven twenty, jump in the shower, go to work. But so, I, but I know, work at a. I'm not my own boss. I like, want to know I what hours. your routine is because you look like you're in very very good health. It, it, honestly, I, I I haven't worked out since June because I hurt my back. So Blasphemous. I mean, no, no. I've, yeah, I've, I got I've, decades on you, man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, I've, been, I've been having some some back issues, so. Uh, I actually I remember I worked out on a Tuesday and Wednesday my back locked up and I've had been you know I've been epidurals and things that I've, been, oh, I've man. had to do so uh, I'm just you know I'm I'm sticking close to keto right now so you're um, eating well yeah I mean I, the intermittent fasting is a little bit tough for me I do the opposite I'll I'll not eat for four hours and eat for the other twenty <laughs> well uh, you know I do a form of intermittent fasting but it really doesn't work because I can I, I yeah can, you don't eat all day once sometimes. I get started yeah. I can go all day unless somebody comes in my office and say, hey we're grabbing lunch do you want something or whatever I'll go all day and then I'll get home seven o'clock eight o'clock have dinner with the kids and then I'll graze yeah. like constantly until I go to bed like well, I'll so what are you grazing on though? whatever no 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 I, okay so last night uh, before I went to bed, I pulled out a spinach tortilla wrap, uh, threw some turkey, American Ooh. cheese. I had some. Power, I'm starving right now. Power green, green peppers, shredded carrots, and craisins, and a little French light French dressing. Rolled it up. And had a little okay, so, <laughs> burrito. So you could do all that if you got rid of just the wrap. No, no. And change the blue cheese dressing. You're basically on keto. I know. Blue cheese dressing, is that the thing? How is it that he, he Alan looks like that and Juan Cancel looks the way he does and they're both on keto? <laughs> Juan, Juan, Cancel, Juan Cancel is on some imaginary keto. My favorite picture of Juan Cancel is one of those time-lapse photos where it says, you know, this a year ago and they were in some place in Vegas where they weighed themselves. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And it was that. him and Bill Ives and it was like a before and after and <laughs> yeah. Bill looks like half the guy he was a year, year ago <laughs> and, and Juan's all happy and he looks like exactly the same size. <laughs> like, literally. He looks exactly the same size. Like, look at me, uh, dude. You know. Yeah. You know. And uh, you could drink whiskey on, uh, on keto. How I'm much, a, though? you got to be limited, I'm, I'm not assuming. I'm a big liquor drinker I, because I, I'm a good drunk. So I, oh no nope 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 I'm not a good drunk nope nope why not don't do shots with <laughs> age. oh oh yeah. I, I have a bad effect on other people who are trying to keep up drinking with me yep but I'm a good I'm a happy <laughs> that's great party time yep. like when I get drunk the whole yep. party is getting better I'm right like, no no but it's a job. Getting yeah. drunk for me is like a job, right? Oh, so it takes a lot to get you past that point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's not a small man. Yeah, I mean, like, really, <laughs> I, I can't sit here and sip cocktails and get to that point. Like, I put the bottle down, put a couple shot glasses, and it's just like literally like, yeah. let's pour. You had a couple drinks last night. I was surprised, actually. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I, it would take me like hours at that rate to get to that yep. happy mean, drunk state. Meanwhile, I had one drink, and I was getting, I was sweating. Slurry? I was like, oh my God, yeah, I don't feel yelling, good. He was having hot flashes, <laughs> literally. We had to put the fan on him. He was in menopause. <laughs> yeah, so we, I was just uh, I was just away, and I, I was had you know it was up in the northeast. I was staying at a hotel. They had a pretty cool hotel bar with a, a nice selection, and Love ended it. up talking to the bartender because I know a little about whiskey. And we were I would hope so. We were talking, and then he said, you know, I have these um, barrel aged old fashions that we're doing here. Let me you know, try this. I, I love Next that. thing I know, he's making me all these custom craft cocktails. Um, and at one point, I w had to text something to my office, and I said, I don't oh, know no. if my room is. 515-1505, or that could be my flight number. <laughs> but that's that's a great time, man. I'm, 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 I'm historically, it doesn't happen. It's like once a year, if you're lucky, it'll happen. But I'm historically a great. But that's, that's good balance. Like, you know, go until you can't go anymore, and then don't do it again for a year. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Because it, it, yeah, it's, it's just, it, 
I enjoy being that way, and I become very loving and very happy. And yeah. and, and you cannot be around me, and and I sense you're not happy. You're going to end up being happy because I got to make you happy, right? Because I it's like my job, it. right? But it's just a lot of work, so it doesn't happen that often. Can I ask you a question, Alan? Sure. So when you go to the to the bartender and you sit there and he starts making you custom craft cocktails, do you do you tell him what company <laughs> you own? I mean, because even before I got into this part of the business, I knew Alec Bradley cigars. So does a guy like that? Did you tell him no. about the brand? So you don't. He, you just say, "What do you tell him you do?" Uh, it, you know, if he asks, I'll, I'll, I don't. I don't just offer it up. But, See, we're from the same school. Right? I never yeah. get information out. I mean, the guy. So the guy said to me because I, 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 there was one whiskey I hadn't heard of before. Mm-hmm. So I asked him about it, and he goes, hey, "Let me pour you some." So immediately, the guy's going to get a giant tip because he did something for me right. that he right. didn't have to do. And then I said, "So what do you have in the barrel?" And that's what got started. And then he started making me all these custom craft cocktails and then writing it down. That's awesome. For me. Like, that's hey, if awesome. you want to try oh, it. And the that's guy was, cool. The guy went, wait. But, then he, but, but then at that point, now that you've bonded, you tell him everything. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, that, no. Right? Then he says to me, like, you seem to know something about whiskey. What do you do? And I said, well, my company has, we have a, a partnership with William Grant, and the, you know, Hendrix and, and, uh, and Milagro Tequila that you all have in the bar. He said, what do you do? I said, I manufacture cigars. Yeah, see, I'm the same And way. it ended and, there. And, he didn't ask no, what no, cigar that, brand? No, well, then, he, no, then he said... Uh, you know, I don't smoke often, but I love cigars. And I'm like, okay, give me your contact info. And yeah. then we just went from there. And then at the end, he was hugging me. and That's awesome. You I'm know, the same way. When I meet people, did you send like, him a package? Of uh, course. Well, I, I, I can't do it myself because for legal right. reasons. Yes. But um, he arranged for it. Yeah, I arranged for him to be able to go in and make a purchase and get some, you know, some things. Yeah. A quid pro quo, per se. But like, oh, we're gonna I, bring that up now. I, <laughs> ah, I knew as soon as I, like I said it, that was gonna come back. No, yeah, but when I meet people out there, I was like, "Where are you from? Florida? What part? Southeast? Oh, what, what, what area? Uh, Palm Beach County." I, I'm never quick to give it up. I like it. There's yeah. no reason to. I teach mm-hmm. my kids never give it up. Okay, I, I, yeah. I'm just curious because if I like, I I like that same scene. Like when I go away for work, which isn't that often, but when I go away, I like to sit at the hotel bar and. Just meet people and mm-hmm. just talk to people. So, but you meet a lot of like rant. I mean, you'll, you'll meet a guy like you at a bar. Like I would assume that the that the the bartender is like, holy crap! Like that's but, a big but, deal for him. But you have stalker syndrome. No, yes. I really oh, don't. Yes, you do. You, do. <laughs> you have stalker. Like you be the you guy. Do. You be the but guy at the bar. I wouldn't say crap to. Mm-hmm. Well, because I want to know everything exactly. about everybody. It's not necessarily about like. Oh really? It doesn't have to be a celebrity. Up, what time do you get up and go to work? Do you have cereal for breakfast or do you make oatmeal? These are the kind of questions that you'd be asking a stranger, man. And be like, You're oh, yeah, because I, I like it. Weirdo. Weird. It's, it's maybe it's slightly reality TV ish. I like to know what people do. Like I'm, I'm fast. What did you have for breakfast this morning, Adam? And he really wants to water. <laughs> I had really a glass of yeah. water. Gotcha. Uh, let's take a break. It's got to be exactly. Your maker segment. Let's I was going to So anyway, let's uh, we're gonna take a break. More here on KMA Talk Radio. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Experience the new Henry Clay Warhawk, and complex cigar that's inspired by the rebellious roots of Henry Clay. The first of a three-part series honoring the life of the great statesman. This cigar is made with the best tobaccos grown and hand-rolled by the Grupo de Maestros at La Flor de Copen in Honduras. And it's not your typical Connecticut. This is a Henry Clay. Stand up, be different, and smoke a Warhawk. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer to the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. Smoking a cigar is all part of the experience. 
For me, there's nothing better than gathering with friends after an amazing steak dinner and smoking my GC Signature Series paired with a fine glass of scotch. Good conversation and a few laughs is always better when smoking Kristoff. Start enriching your downtime. Go to Kristoff.com and click on the Discover Your Kristoff tab to find the Kristoff cigars that are right for you. Upgrade your downtime with Kristoff. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Serie V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva. An unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. The recently released Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Hey, this is Clay from La Plena Cigar Company. My likes and dislikes, long walks in the park, old school gangster films, wrestling grizzly bears with Abe. Dislikes, smelly feet, flight attendants with an attitude, and Friday afternoon traffic. What I know you will like is the La Polina family of fine cigars, such as Mr. Sam, bronze label, and our highly rated classic series. But let's not forget the limited edition Goldie. Quality forever, La Polina Cigars. Placencia Cigars has been one of the world's leading growers of first-class tobacco since 1865. Today, Nestor Placencia Sr., together with the fifth generation of the Placencia family, continued the legacy. With over 3,000 acres of quality tobacco fields, they are makers of quality cigars, including Alma Fuerte, ranked among the top 10 cigars in major publications. Find them in your local premium tobacconist stores around the country. Placencia Cigars, perfected for more than 150 years. Yours to enjoy now. Looking for something unique and awesome? Smoke Oscar Valdaris Cigars. 2012 Connecticut. 2012 Corojo. 2012 Maduro. The Oscar Habano. The Oscar Maduro. My Way. And our latest creation, Oscar Valdaris Cicerone Edition. A great cigar that comes in five different collectible boxes with an amazing exclusive artwork. Remember, Oscar has something unique and awesome waiting for you. Ask for Oscar Cigars in your favorite cigar shop. Keep the party going all week long at the world-famous Spearmint Rhino West Palm Beach. Every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday, enjoy $3 premium drinks from the bar till midnight. Magnum Mondays means $100 magnums of Belvedere and Moet Brut until midnight. Get your thrills every $10 Tuesday with $10 dances all day and night. Ladies, don't miss Women Crush Wednesdays with half off your cover charge. No matter the time of day, it's always a good time at Spearmint Rhino West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. We are here broadcasting live on this, the second day of the month of November in the year 2019. With me, as always, Mr. Honest Abe. I want to address something real quick before we break into Meet Maker, because Paul has... Mm. What? Complained. You're complaining about Christmas music in the opening notes. 
Yes. No, I'm not complaining. Other people are. I well, am. But, I, was I will it. happily. But, but you know, I was playing it in my office I will yesterday. happily complain about but, it. But I don't know if it was you or I think maybe it was Coop made a post about some place already having Christmas decorations. Yeah, okay. Coop did. So my staff came out. And, and, <laughs> uh, you're one of the guys that I know. I will here. happily admit to this. So so here's the problem. And this is what people don't under uh, realize, especially in retail, right? Mm-hmm. Most retail companies like myself, I'm not going to go out, buy decorations, store them, put them up every year. I have a company that comes out. Yeah, of course. Okay. These companies have to do everybody. Probably got hundreds of accounts yeah. that they got to get done in a thirty-day window. Yep. So when you see Christmas decorations up in the beginning of November, because everybody's decorations got to be up by the, after Thanksgiving, right? right. So yeah. they don't. They can't start the day before Thanksgiving and get five hundred accounts done, right? They got to start November first because people. My, some people in my company like were thinking, "Well, the people will be there tomorrow." I'm like, "What? No, no, no!" Well, I said, "You know what? I'm trying to do you all a favor." You guys just now volunteered. You could decorate your own stores, <laughs> and, and I'll I, shut up I, after that. I volunteered and said, "Absolutely, we'll do it on November thirty first. Yeah, all five locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, November thirty first. Mark it down. Yeah, thirty days has November, April, June. There's no November thirty first. Whatever. <laughs> I love it. Listen, man, I had Christmas music playing. I usually have Disney theme park audio all, all day right, at my desk. Cu- you can cut Paul now. Let's, oh, start, let's start the, t- let's start the <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's time for our favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week, KMA Talk Radio is pleased to finally welcome into the studio Mr. Alan Rubin of Alec Bradley Cigars. Named after his sons Alec and Bradley, Alan Rubin started his company at the tail end of the cigar boom of the 90s after his original business partner left in 1999. He connected with... Hired and with and hired Ralph Montero, and that's when things started to change. Alan, welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Thank you for actually being here in studio. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you, sir. First time ever. Yeah, well, this is a this is a cool location. I know you're moving to something uh, bigger, better in your own. But, it is bigger, better. You want to know yeah. what? It's going to be even closer to you. Mm-hmm. Thank God. We'll that's be, all I really care about. Yeah. Listen, to be honest. <laughs> listen. Two good things that one, it's going to be in Pompano Beach, which is closer to where most off of everybody, the power line. Yeah, there. It's yeah. The second floor. We're doing the whole second floor. Sweet. Which is closer to where everybody comes to us, and it's going to be on Wednesday nights, so it won't tie up people's mornings on a Saturday, and then we'll rebroadcast. We'll do it live Wednesday nights, and then rebroadcast on Saturday mornings. And more importantly, a full bar. Full we'll bar. be there as well. Why? Full yes. open bar, and we do have a whiskey sponsor. It'll Why? be a whiskey sponsored bar. Oh, it's we already do? done. Well, we have the company that we're working with. They're just not sure which brand in the oh, okay, portfolio okay. they're going to brand the bar with. Oh, he can't reveal anything else. Not yet. It's not finalized. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I have to, I can bring a flask. But <laughs> yeah, wow, well. um, I'm sure you a can bring back. a bottle from your 400 bottle collection, which we talked <laughs> the, about earlier. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Yeah. The other thing is, uh, right from right down the block from your location, there, uh, all, a lot of my buddies live, which is in Boca Grove, which is right off Powerline, just mm-hmm. north. Oh. Right. So well, it'd be the, great because I could. Well, uh, then you'll love this aspect. If I get invited back. Well, yes, you will. <laughs> but but the aspect we're going to love about it is that show when we start doing it there will always be done in front of a live audience. We have nine high back leather chairs that we have that are part of the audience. So it will always be done in front of a live That's audience. Great. Yeah. We might know yeah. somebody that could get you a couple of tickets. Yeah, well, you might have a connection to get some of your friends in. You know, yeah. and have a couple of tickets for the show. I will. Uh, I'll do my best. I'm expecting those to be like the hottest tickets every week people want to get in because we only have nine seats. So yeah. that's that. So. I have a random question Question after we've uh, gone through this first half hour. It's not going to be about whiskey again, is it? No, it is not. Okay. I am getting off the whiskey. <laughs> Start I'm talking fine. some cigars. Yes. What I was actually going to ask is, what do you like to do in your leisure time? What is 
Alan Rubin do when he has time away from the cigar business? Whiskey? Uh, <laughs> uh, first of all, even you know, cigars are part mm-hmm. of my leisure time. Right? Okay. Because it's still Obviously. my hobby. It's right. still my hobby. You know, not, not just what I do for a living. But mm-hmm. um, I, I love playing golf now. Not oh, very good at it. Oh, yeah, really? I wouldn't, I, have, I wouldn't have guessed, actually. Yeah. Is that a new hobby? or No, I mean, I've been, I've been playing for a long time. Really? But uh, more recently, uh, now that I put my two kids to work, <laughs> I'm getting a little more time on the golf course. <laughs> but, Nothing like child labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I tried I tried when they were six and seven, but my uh, my wife wouldn't allow that to happen. But, <laughs> Makes a little sense. Which we refer to as their mother now their because mother. of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I, I enjoy golf and spending, you know, honestly, spending some time with my wife because I traveled a lot during my career. Mm-hmm. Do you travel now? A lot I mean, less. I mean, not business travel. Do you travel like you go on trips with? Is like, like yeah. Nick Perdomo's like all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I see him on Facebook, man. It's like he's like every other week somewhere. I mean, which good for him. I mean, look, we work hard. We mm-hmm. should enjoy the fruits of our labor. I'm, I'm all for that, right? I mean, is, what's the point if we slave away and we sit in an office or? A business all day and you really never get to enjoy it which is a thing that i struggled with my father for the longest time because that old school generation right? right their whole thing was you know happiness is found through misery mm-hmm. right the path to happiness is misery right? right so they didn't know how to enjoy anything and it really wasn't until my dad had a you know thank god it wasn't life-threatening but it freaked him out he had a tumor in his kidney that he had taken out and lost a little bit of his kidney but man his perspective changed my dad somewhere every three months I mean, he's been all over the world, you know, and he's just, yeah. he just, he woke up, right? And it, it's, he just realized, hey, man, well, I don't know what I've been working all these years for. It's one of the reasons why I moved to Florida. I was partners with my dad. Like, it's hard to be partners with my dad. The guy wouldn't take a day off. Like, he's sitting on milk crates, straightening cans of corn. I'm like, go home. He's like, go home and do what? What am I going to do when I go home? Like, what <laughs> Whatever. It was just too, it was too difficult to work with him. And he didn't really loosen up. So, I mean, are you at that stage where, are you loosening up? Are you getting out and enjoying the fruits well, of the work? Well, I, I, I grew up very much like you did. I mean, I worked since I was 12, really, with my dad in the summers when I, you know. when And uh, your dad was in the hardware import business? Well, at that point, he was in the cabinet. He did custom cabinetry. Oh, wow, okay. And so, you know, I was making I was making the drawers, you know, for the, <laughs> I was putting right. drawers together for him when I was 12 and 13, and then. You know, went and worked. Uh, I worked at a Carvel. I worked at a sporting goods store. Right? I did everything. I, I worked at Papa John's there, so. before Papa John's was national. Yeah, but I worked. I, I worked alongside my dad for thirty-five years. He passed recently, but uh, yeah. yeah, every day for thirty-five Sorry. years. And it was that same mentality of, of you know getting in at six thirty in the morning, bringing work home at night if you needed to. Are you breaking that barrier in your personal life? Yeah, I'm not uh, as much as you'd like to. <laughs> love to just come out and say yes, but I'm. I'm trying, and now with the kids in the business, uh, you know, I, I'm spending a little less time there. Not much, but a little less time there because I feel like they need to learn it. And, they do. And I can't just be over their shoulder all, all day. Good. But, but in, in my off time. Don't wait for I, a tumor. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, don't wait for um, the tumor. First of all, I enjoy, go, I have a little place out in Colorado, so I enjoy going out to Colorado. Are you a skier? I, I'm a skier. Yeah. Nice. And I play golf out there as well, but I just get healthy out there. I mean, I'll, I'll go, I wake up in the morning, I walk three and a half miles into town. Eat I'm, some edibles <laughs> for breakfast? I was just going to say. <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> no, that was my question, if I'm tra- <laughs> To be honest, if I'm trying to get healthy, that doesn't lead to good it's, eating. Get yeah, your yeah, mind yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, but I'll like, walk three and a half miles and co- you know, have a cup of coffee and do my emails and walk back. Are you acclimated to the air there? Yeah. No, there's, was it hard the first few times? Yeah, walking up the stairs took me 20 minutes to recover. Wow. Yeah, but I've been doing it for years, but I... I 
yeah, I enjoy being out there. And it's a whole different mindset. You know, it's, I don't know, the air is clean and the people are nice. Do you go alone or does your wife go with you? Or Both. They, okay. Both. Like this, the, we went, uh, like before the trade show in the summer. Mm-hmm. So I went out 10 days before. Nice. And then I stayed out for like another two and a half weeks after. I went, you know, Vegas to right, Colorado. Right. And then my wife was with me then. And mm-hmm. then uh, I just went out in October for five days by myself to get some stuff done, in the, you know, in our place. And Did the boys go out there? Um, not as much with us. They'll go out on their own oh, with yeah. friends. Right. Oh, nice. Where there's, I don't know, edibles you, and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was no, just going to say. I don't, know. don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's yeah. policy. So. That's a different show. That's yeah. not yeah. K-Mate talk right <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah that's... The, that's, That's the show I was watching last night. Probably, yes. <laughs> so your father sells his business, right? And then and then how did you get inspired to say, I'm going to start Alec Bradley Cigars? Well, we had worked together in the fastener business. And actually, I sold the business. Okay. Yeah. The business was sold. The business was sold, but right. he wasn't all that interested in selling. They never are. <laughs> they really never we are. To, we used to sell manufacturers, right? Like, you know, if, you, if, if cabinet manufacturers, window manufacturers. So we sold products to them. And then after Hurricane Andrew hit, I had changed the direction of the company to do hurricane-style fasteners. I actually developed two of the fasteners that they currently use in wow. even today's market. And someone came, and then huh. we got Amazing. Home Depot. Learn something new every day on KMA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we... Uh, Are you so, still getting a kickback on that? I wish I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but do you get a good feeling when there's a hurricane, you feel like... Part of what I did is helping protect everybody out there. I mean, there. we used to have pre-hurricane parties like Bring It On because our business would go up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a know, lot of companies that do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, was, you know, sales would go through the roof. It's crazy. And funny enough, the last time that we were supposed to have Alan on or potentially we were going to have hur- Alan on, it was a hurricane. Was a devastating, world-ending hurricane. Which never came. And yeah. I, I was on the phone with Alec talking to him, and I was like, I don't even know how to put these things up. I'm from Long Island. How the hell do you put shutters up? <laughs> and he actually knew a lot about them. Now it makes sense. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> your house didn't have impact windows? No. And that was the one thing when how we bought this home? house. It was built in 2002 or 2001. So oh, maybe yeah. So they said it wasn't, they said yeah. it wasn't it yeah. wasn't like uh, mandatory or or they just didn't do it all the time. So no, they did. I it have shutters. And, uh, oh, it was the one sucks. thing we didn't get in this house that we wanted. Oh. It was the one thing, but I, you know, I, I'm not looking to. We don't shutter. Spend tons anything. of money. It's awesome. <sighs> and you know what's worse is like afterwards when the hurricane passes when you because we used to have shuttered homes. Yeah, and then you have to live like in darkness for right? like a day. Yeah, because you're not going to go out there and take yeah. them all down right away, right? And right. It's like, right. Dark, now it's just nice. I'm. It's the best thing I love about my house. Yeah, we don't. I don't shutter nothing. And you know the standards that were created were so back over then. The top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or back now? Then, no. Well, okay. They all started. So it started with South Florida Building Code, and then after the hurricane, there was actually one picture of a two by four that got thrown through a palm tree. <laughs> okay, so it it split a palm tree in half, and you could. So that was the basis for all the hurricane right uh, standards. Was that, that so? The testing. I don't know if you know the the testing on on hurricane protection. They is throw shoot two by shooting fours. a nine pound two by four. Yeah, oh my I've god! Seen it. At thirty four miles an I've hour. I've seen it. I've seen it. No. So how would you come up with that test? Right? It was they saw a picture right of a two by four that split a palm tree. Wow! And so that was we have to prepare for that. But th- and that's now what people you don't know. understand when they, is that Florida, especially now. Is built for these things. Everything's you know, new. You yeah. can't build a playground these days without the slide making sure it could withstand a hundred mile an hour winds. I mean, right. a, everything's been built 
lately. So I don't know why everybody gets up and goes nuts. Disney just, was built that way I get back some in the food 60s. In case we run out of power, some get propane. I sit in my house and watch TV until we lose power. Yeah. And, and, by, and by the way, I mean you do want to be protected, but the chances of a nine-pound two-by-four being <laughs> propelled at 34 miles an hour into your window specifically is very rare. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's like getting hit by lightning. It can happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, any, you know, anyway, I know where I'm going to go during the next hurricane. It's to the uh, Alec Bradley offices <laughs> yeah. where there's 400 uh, yeah, there's whiskey, <laughs> yeah, whiskey is, I mean, I'm pretty much a hurricane prepared year, right? Yeah. There's All whiskey right. and cigars, so that's so, where I'm going to go. Let's try to get back on path. So you make these Just sell the business. You sell, you sell the business. How long before you say, I need to start my next chapter? Well, that's Did you a, take a little hiatus? Did you take a little well, sabbatical? The, the plan was to take a hiatus. So what happened was we came in. They bought the company very quickly. They had a very short window because I didn't have to sell. Right. And so they, they came in, and it was a very short window. And I said, okay, I'm going to take six months off after I close and figure out what my life is going to be and write a list of do's and don'ts. You know, I don't want employees. I don't want inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Stri- strike a nerve, Amber. Is that- <laughs> oh, what a beautiful plan yeah. that was! Yeah, that was such a beautiful yeah. plan. So, on my list of do's and don'ts, and then <laughs> welcome, welcome to Wonderland, where nothing exists and all everything is butterflies and rainbows. Listen, I ran my first shop. I ran my first shop for two years with one partner and no employees. I took three and a half days a week off. He took three and a half days a week off. We closed the shop at seven. You know what I call those years? The wonder years. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It was like the golden age yeah. of my employment career. Seriously. Yeah, and it went down Nobody ever there. called in sick. Right. I worked three and a half days a week. I was out of work by seven. Not yeah. a care in the world. I was 26 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Man, those were the days. Yeah, and they're over. <laughs> they're over. Yeah. They're long over. Yeah. I got employees. Now I don't know their names. That's how bad it is. I'm like, who's this person? Oh, we hired him last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Well, I so I um, I thought I was going to give myself that that window, but from the time they made the offer to the time we closed, I had incorporated Alec Bradley. How? Oh. What happened? What inspired you? I was so every morning I. I'm assuming at this point you've had your two kids. No. What do you mean, Alec and Bradley? Yes, yes. they're already yeah, born. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't yeah. name your kids if, after your no, cigar I was company. Say, Could you I imagine? I tell everybody I bought a cigar company and named my kids after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I named my kids after yeah. a cigar company and decided to make up afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. How, how old are you at this point? Uh, 36. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So kind of reinventing myself at 36 yeah. is always uh, something to think about, too, I couldn't imagine. I'm 36 now. Wow. Yeah. You worry too much. I do worry a lot. Yeah. So I... I incorporated Alec Bradley, and what happened was every morning I'd pick up a cup of coffee and light up a cigar and then head into work at like 7 a.m. What were you smoking back then? Do you remember? Um, yeah, Chateau El Maduro's. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, after this whole thing was happening, one of my warehouse guys said, so what are you going to do next? And I said, I, I have no clue. I'm writing a list now. Wow. And he said, you should get in the cigar business. You smoke a cigar every morning at 7, and you love it, and you smoke cigars all day. Back then, you could smoke in your offices. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, let me think about it. And then I went to um, uh, Salim's cousin. Sal was my tobacconist. Oh, wow. Uh, down at Mike's. Salim from? Salim Anana. Well, I don't know where he's now. He keeps uh, popping around. Where is he now? EPC? He's with uh, EPC. Yeah, That's right. yeah, yeah I spoke to him the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. been with a few companies. Right. Okay. Track. His cousin was my tobacconist you know, at the counter at Mike's. On we used to buy, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then he he left, Sal left, opened up his own place. And I went to him and said, hey, do they have a trade show for the cigar business? And he said, yeah. I said, could I go with you just as a friend, like, you know, to help you? And I went to the first trade show. Wow, he must have really liked you. <laughs> I thought consumers you, weren't I'd allowed. Be, dude, been going, on for, been going on for centuries. Yeah, and uh, but I went with him. We went to Cincinnati back then. Cincinnati? Yeah. Now this this was this wasn't still when it was like in the hotel rooms, was it? No, this was okay. like ninety six or something. Oh yeah, right before the boom, yeah, okay. yeah. Because like if you go back to the eighties, the yeah. trade show was like literally like a floor in a hotel, and everybody had a room. Right. Like Ashton was room five hundred one. And where was... you keep your your room open and yeah, people just walk open, in and just out? walk up and down the hallways, yeah. guys going in and out of rooms. That was a trade show. Wow, that's yeah. shady. <laughs> <laughs> Says the millennial. Right, no. <laughs> right, right. Thank you, Kellen. So you go to the trade show and you're like, wow. Uh, well, so you walk in and everyone is actually talking to one another. And I'm like, huh, nothing I've ever attended. Really? There's a trade show where people are not looking to rip each other's throats. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then people were laughing and having a good time and smoking cigars. And I already had loved the history of cigars. So I'm like, yeah, there's something about this. The energy is great and people are nice. I think I want to do this. And that was the beginning of, you know, I, I tried to get some leads while I was there, people who would make cigars. Who was your first lead? Um, a guy named uh, Marimon. Uh, Filiberto Marimon. He had a factory? He had a little factory, yeah. Now, was your first brand Occidental? First brand was Bogey Stogies. Oh, I didn't even know. I don't even know that one. The only bogey you'll ever enjoy in the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, what you did? that was my line. Hey, you really are a golfer, man. Cheesy, oh, man. Cheesy, oh, but yeah. that's all I had. That's uh, a true consumer became the manufacturer brand right <laughs> yeah. there, right? Oh, yeah. and, and we sold cigars on golf courses. I had acrylic displays, and we called golf courses around the country and shipped them cigars. Really? Yeah. So then how did it become like... A real company. I mean, because, yeah. you know, when we started, when I first met you and we started, I remember, uh, I can't remember, I think Jonathan, Jonathan said, you need to go talk to this guy, Alan Rubin. He's got some good cigars. And I think I walked over to the trade show and, and talked to you, and this is like literally 20 years ago almost. And, um, you know, your Occidental brand was like on fire. It was yeah. like the hottest bundle in the universe. And that was being made at Hanky's Factory. Correct. How did that relationship develop? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, we, I mean, we struggled. Uh, obviously, putting cigars on golf courses. And I'm born and raised in Florida, so I didn't realize that half the country is not playing golf cigars. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, so, yeah half we, the country's not smoking yeah, cigars a year, we, pretty much, almost. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah, we played a lot of hand high lie. I was a great wiffle ball player in our warehouse. Uh, we had a lot of a lot, a lot of, of downtime. A lot of time, yeah. Um, and hand high life, you've never played it with a golf ball, is pretty spectacular. Oh, my yeah. God. I don't yeah. even know what that is. Yeah. Please explain. But, but, so it's high life without you with a golf thing. But with you a golf ball. You don't have the scoop. You don't, you don't have the scoop, but you have to catch it the same way. And throw it. Yeah, we knocked out all the fluorescence in our way. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. It was spectacular. But that was the beginning. And that was, you know, Do your tough kids times. know this story? I don't know if yeah, they do or not. They're like, oh, this is what Dad used to do. Yeah. Well, they yeah. know now. <laughs> and we were renting space from a guy who was renting space. I mean, it was pre- wow. we were pretty removed. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, you know, I took some green board and, and made a humidor, and, and uh, you know, it was like uh, just the beginnings. But, um, so but you weren't in retail. You had no reps on the road. You were just selling directly to cigar. We, we were you, selling to golf courses. I mean, golf courses. Uh, golf courses. Yeah. That was the niche. That's yeah. how I, Actually, that's how I started. I was servicing golf courses, country clubs, restaurants, and bars in Chicago. That's yeah. how I started my my. Cigar career, and then we did uh, we did some biz ops, 
we did some business opportunities where we'd like you know call and say hey you can put a cigar in you can put cigars in you know 10 convenience stores and buy our program did it work uh it kept me in business well that's enough did it work no right but it keep me in the bills right it did so when when did you Meet Hanky went down and he, now who well, so this guy was we got to take a break I I, I like where this is going All would right. you like to tease forward with this question Well I just was always curious at how it went to now he was making this cigar with this guy that's bogey stogies to mm-hmm. meeting you know Hanky's not like your run of the mill guy to run into <laughs> no, all of a sudden have like your cigar so let's let's examine that when we get back from the break We are going to talk more about what how Alan got in with Hanky Kilner. When we come back here on KMA Talk Radio, keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. We are family. Stop right there. A, I hate the song. B, I can't sing. Dan Blunt here for Alec Bradley Cigars. I'm making a point, though, and that's Alec Bradley Cigars is a family operation. Alan Rubin named the company after his two sons, Alec and Bradley, when they were just tykes. Now they're grown up, working alongside their dad, making the best damn cigars you ever smoked. So join the family. Alec Bradley Cigars. Fuel your soul and experience inspiration with the Aging Room Quattro Series by Rafael Nodal. More than just a master blender, but the inspired composer of four boutique masterpieces for the sophisticated palate of an aficionado. The Aging Room Quattro Series are a perfect core to flavor and aroma and are born from the best tobaccos, aged under the expertise of one of the greatest names in cigar making. Truly the perfect notes for a genuine cigar smoking experience. Aging Room Quattro Series, a quartet of excellence. Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged grade-A fillers and a beautiful silky-shade-grown Habano wrapper. From the legendary Jalapa Valley, producing small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-bodied cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. CLE Cigar Company presents CLE Cigars, Eroa Cigars, and Asylum Cigars. With four generations and over 120 years of experience in tobacco, from seed to smoke, these cigars are produced in Honduras and Nicaragua with the utmost care and precision possible. CLE Cigar Company introduces a vast array of tobaccos in various sizes to bring the highest quality of premium tobacco direct for your enjoyment. Visit CLECigars.com for more information. Since their humble beginnings in 1998, Drew Estate has believed that the production floor is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place. Drew Estate master blender Willie Herrera has crafted a unique medium-bodied line extension that is creamy, lush, and ultra-smooth and finished off with a flawless shade wrapper that delivers satisfaction in spades. Continuing the story from their factory floor, it is with great bravado that the Drew Estate presents Under Crown Shade. A true Drew experience. For hundreds of years, the indigenous people of the Dominican Republic took tobacco and rolled it tightly into palm leaves. These long cylinders of tobacco, called yawa, created different, unique, robust flavors and aromas. And that original Enduyo tobacco is now for the first time featured in La Aurora Dominican DNA. Full-bodied, robust, spicy, and elegant, La Aurora Dominican DNA is a return to the roots of Dominican cigar making that only La Aurora can provide. Enjoy the varied DNA of the Dominican cigar industry. Look to the lion, La Aurora Cigars. We are Dominican defined. The Oliva family. 
the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Siri V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva. An unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Ventura Cigar Company is a boutique cigar brand born in sunny Southern California. Ventura Cigar Company is on a mission to create memorable, complex cigar blends that excite the senses and reward discriminating palates. Experience the Cigar Aficionado number 13 Cigar of the Year. The archetype, Axis Mundi. Rise up, step up, look up, fire up, and leave compromise behind with Ventura Cigar Company. Check them out online at VenturaCigar.com. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in lovely West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm Adam K. The Brewmaster. With me, of course, Mr. Honest Abe. Hey, hey, hey. Paul, the producer. <laughs> Hi. And uh, we are going through our Meet Your Maker segment with Mr. Alan Rubin of Alec Bradley Cigars. Mr. Alan Rubin, thank you for being here, sir. Always my pleasure. Thanks for Absolutely. having me. So, oh, we've got the fake Alan Rubin on watching now, too. Oh, the fake Alan? He is yeah, we, watching. We, we do that. like him a lot. Oh, we love good. him, dude. He's a big fan of our show, but we always call you the real Alan Rubin. He's, you know. He's now in, what, uh, North Carolina or, so, or yeah, Atlanta or somewhere? Yeah, they are calling him, uh, I think, Altidus Rubin. <laughs> that's funny yeah he showed up at one of our events out of state we saw him no he's a good guy but no. so before the break we were talking about your transition right so you met a be careful with that statement but go ahead transition <laughs> well i was going to say that before, might be going through before we went to break we were teasing how you got hooked up with henke kellner right i mean it's a big leap right you got the small guy making cigars all of a sudden and also, you're like one of the most renowned cigar makers in the world how did that fall a guy who makes davidoff a guy who well he made a lot he made a lot of other things uh, exactly but, but still well, i mean but, he's like his him and his family are like mm, one of the most renowned they're tobaccos they're dominican republic cigars how did that fall in your lap so um i told you i was working with this guy marimon out mm -hmm. in honduras but he had an office in miami and it happened to be there was this moment he was not a great cigar maker and not necessarily in that time there was a lot of not great yeah the, you, you, when you started that was like the era of a lot of not great cigar makers because all the main brands i mean you, you were pre-boom or post-boom i was Nin post right so all the great brands were drying up and all these guys who had tobacco who couldn't sell anything for years also now hey we're the only guys with cigars so there was a lot of like not great yeah brands and there was a lot of time. not great stuff about this guy it wasn't just cigar man. <laughs> but it happened oh, God. to be. Yeah, That's for another show. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, but it happened to be America's that wanted. Uh, I was walking, I think I was walking into the office, and Ralph Montero was walking out. And we literally were like just crossed. I but mean, you guys didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. Right. Had I got stopped at a red light, that meeting never would have happened. Right. And we spoke for just a few minutes waiting. What was and Ralph doing? Ralph had Montero Cigar Company. Oh, okay. And, part, and it was being distributed by Davidoff. Well, there you the have time. it. Yeah. So, I didn't even know Davidoff did distribution. We, well, the Montero line, yeah. Okay. So we... Uh, well, that's we, a good that was we, a good score for Ralph. Yeah, for sure. Well, we we exchanged cards, and uh, I did a little research on him. They're like, everyone was telling me, you know, this guy's in the business 20 years already. He was a young guy. 
Yeah, wow. He, well, he's Pedro Martin's nephew. I didn't know that. So he he came out of high school, like at eighteen, and started working in their warehouse and worked his way up. And and so, and and he had he had like an accounting background. He was you know everyone said oh he's just going to of an accountant as he as he knows tobacco. I called him up one day and said, "Hey man, I I know you're struggling and I'm struggling and I could use some help." And uh, and I went to see him and we had some coffee and smoked cigars and I'm like I think. Like you, you could use the income, and I really need accounting help, and maybe we could work something out, and we did. And um, but this, now you had already had Alec Bradley cigars. I had already, had, yeah. Had right, Alec so Bradley. did you hire him, or I hired him, yeah. And he just walked away from Montero cigars. No, no. I, Are you guys distributed Montero cigars then, or no? No, it was no he, well, none of that. All right. he, he just we got uh, it all wrong. Let me talk. No, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, well. So, so Davidoff was was distributing Montero, but the truth is they really wanted Ma- the the Maduro line that he came out with, and then they realized we're going to come out with our own Maduro, so they really stopped selling mm. any of his stuff. So he was hurting, right? Mm. And I needed someone to help me with the accounting side. So I offered him, you know, can you work with me part-time? And uh, his part-time was like 40 hours a week. Yeah, the best guys. Yeah. But so, some, people don't know so, how to, some people don't know how to operate part-time. No, right. no, no. There's he was no in first thing, thing in the morning, time. and he right. was the last one to leave. And I'm like, "Wow, oh, this is a great deal." And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I went, you know, months later. I don't know, three months, six months later. I said to him, "If you commit to me full time, I'll I'll double what I'm paying you." I couldn't double the hours. You'd have to I, right. He would right. have to build a shower and get R- a bed. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, and it took him some time, and he finally committed. But that's how it that's how it started. And then he had friendships with Hanky forever. Uh, through Pedro Martin. And, and that was when you finally said, hey, let's go see if Hanky will make me a brand? It's just the opposite. Actually, Hanky, because the boom was over, they were looking to supplement production. Right. They need, to keep their, production. Uh, they need to keep their rollers busy. Uh, they got rollers yeah. in a factory. Because that's what happens. You know, you, you know, demand goes up. Or, oh, we need more rollers. But guess what happens when demand goes down? You got people sitting around and got nothing to roll. Yeah, 1999. I mean, there oh. were 100 million more cigars produced than yeah. consumed. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow. So they came to me. He went. He Hanky went to Ralph and said, "Do you think Alan would do something?" And I said, "I can't sell what I have now. There's no way I'm doing another brand." And he's like, "You know, Hanky will make it." And uh, so we went through some samples, and I picked a cigar I liked, which became Occidental Reserve. And I said to Hanky, "What What do you want out of this? I get you want production, but what else?" He said, "I'd like to build the Occidental name because that was the name of the factory." Right. Uh, otherwise, I'd never name a brand Occidental Reserve. I, 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 you know yeah. what? I never knew that's how yeah. that name. Yeah, there you go. I, yeah. I didn't either. That's yeah. fascinating information. So I was trying to give Hanky something out. maybe more than just production. And now you know. And he so, probably appreciated that. And he, he did. And so we started. And I made some calculated moves that were bad. But, <laughs> but they did keep me in business as well. But that bundle at one point I think was like. The number one hot bundle. I mean, at least in my retail and, universe, and and probably the most expensive bundle at the time. But it still was reasonable. Now, I think the most expensive bundles were always Questeray, right? They, th- that was they were like box prices yeah. in a bundle, right? I mean, that was always like a buy. I never understood that. And eventually, it, you know, that bundle just you know yeah. didn't work. But Occidental Reserve. I mean, I think when we were carrying them, it was like still like three something for a Churchill, which is so so reasonably priced. But I remember when we started bringing in, like, we couldn't keep. That was literally yeah. my number one selling bundle. And yeah. I, I don't I, I don't think it changed until post S-chip. 
Yeah, I mean the pricing went up, but we still sell a bunch of it. And we don't. We've never. We've never advertised it or marketed. Never, but, but I just found that when S chip affected it because it was a kind mm-hmm. of a jump on a lot of bundles on mm-hmm. S chip that it slowed up and, and it changed on us. But I gotta imagine that was, you had to be f- thrilled with how that bundle was selling when it came out, or no? Yeah, I mean, you, you're looking a little I, anguished in there. Yeah, am I, because, am, I, am because I missing I, part of the story? Yeah, because I did some things I shouldn't have done. Uh, are we uh, sharing what those are? Yeah, why not? Let's go. Sure. It's 20 years ago. Yeah, what, what happened? <laughs> what, what is it? What, <laughs> statute of limitations is over. Correct. Yeah, what is it that you should so, have done? So the one thing I wasn't allowed to do was mention. Oh, everybody that, knew. Well, I wasn't allowed, <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody I wasn't allowed knew. to mention that Hanky was making it and it was coming out of one of the Davidoff factories. Okay, so I back then, you know, people were faxing. So I sent a blast fax for, to 3,500 tobacconists that <laughs> say oh. from the maker of Davidoff and Abbas. Oh. <laughs> that didn't work out all that well. That, yeah, yeah, they weren't too happy about that. Nobody then the next, thing, oh, I, no. the oh, next thing I created was, a, was an... Uh, a letter to Hanky that I still have, and it's called Hanky Ass Kissing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's honest. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it's a funny story. It's a true story. Too, listen, for some reason, like, I don't know who, how I knew, but I knew, like, nobody really wanted, Davidoff didn't want it known that these were being made by Hanky, right? I guess they felt it would, you know, people would think, oh, I paid $20 for Davidoff, I'll go get a $3 Occidental Reserve, right? And it's right? the same, same stuff. Same factory. Right, right. Same guys. So, so same I knew this as a retailer. I, can, I, mean, I can't remember where I heard the story from, whatever. but I just hired Michael Wallstrom. Mm-hmm. He was my manager for, like, operations guy. He became my operations guy. worked for me for, like, eight or nine years. And I just hired him. It's his first couple months, and some of the big wigs from Davidoff come, right? This poor guy doesn't know nothing about what's going on, right? And they're walking in the humidor. They're looking around. They see the Occidental Reserve. Says, "Oh, you sell Occidental Reserve?" He goes, "Oh yeah, man, they're awesome. They're made by Hanky Killer." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, I, then I had that big lecture of "Shut the fuck up, dude." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just shut. There's, there's that lawyer video. I love. That's it, where that know? came from, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck up. What do you do? Shut the fuck up. Right. Don't know what. To say. Shut the fuck up. Don't say shit. You know, because he wasn't savvy in in what was going on behind the yeah. scenes. Then, you know, obviously he learned very quickly. Just keep my mouth shut. Yeah, so there were some other things, too. I mean, so I called them Kellner Seconds, okay? <laughs> wow. Yeah, so they didn't love that, right? But then I love when the tobacconist did some things on their own, which were a little brazen. They just put them as Davidoff Seconds. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, so that, yeah, my life wasn't easy at the time, but um, <laughs> some of it's calculated, you know. Hey, it worked. I went from having no accounts to having 500 accounts. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it worked. Yeah. I remember that brand did well. Yeah. So Then the next brand that I can recall, Trilogy. Uh, we did Havana Sun Grown, also through Hanky. That was the first. Was that really, a bundle? Uh, what's that? Was that a bundle? No, that was a box product. Yeah, I don't remember. And it was Havana the first, it was really the first full-bodied cigar that had come out of a Davidoff factory, I think, ever. I think I had it. Redbox? We had a, the original one was like a, a five, five slide top and then a cherry colored box. That's the one. Yeah, I yeah. did have it. Yeah. Wow. That's some, I'm really digging into that mental yeah. archives right now. <laughs> and then I, I can't forget Trilogy. Yeah. And he, I just heard the story. And I've known you for years. The first time Paul was telling me, and we have a pre, post pre-meeting show meeting. Right. He was telling me the story of how you came up with Trilogy. Tell us the story. Yeah, I find it's it awesome. Hilar- I find it hilarious. Yeah, you talk about the Home Depot part? Yeah. 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 I yeah. Never, yeah. I never heard this. Yeah, so it, <laughs> this the awesome. idea came from the fact that um, I was invited on this fishing trip with Thompson's. 
I don't know if you remember Thompson's used to do all these fishing trips and they would Bob had a giant yacht. <laughs> no one invited me okay, back in so. there. <laughs> so. Listen, it was years before I knew at the trade show that people actually took you to dinner. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's this? You, you pay to feed me? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't get invited to crap. Yeah, so no. So what happens is because they were you know, an internet catalog company, yeah. they couldn't take their customers. So to pay for the boat, they had to take their vendors. Okay, so <laughs> that's how that worked. So <laughs> they flew us down to Mexico on Bob's you know, private jet and then put us up. And, but it was just it was a bunch of manufacturers. And I was with some really cool people. But Tim Osgener from, from CAO was there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Argeni was there. Wow. Um, now you're really naming some names now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So these, Wait, Tim we've had on the show. Tim's I don't one know. of those guys who got out and got out. Like, you know, like, like you know. She means he's smart. Is what like, I'm just yeah. saying. We did a where guys, are they now yeah. for Tim. you guys get out and go yeah. away. I mean, he, this guy got out and he's gone. And let me tell you, and Tim especially, he's, he's a phenomenal guy. He's a great yeah. guy. And he's doing a lot of charity work, so yeah. good for him. So, so, but anyway, so there were like five manufacturers on the boat, and I was really the young guy trying to figure it all out. So I just did a lot of listening. And it was like, you know, you can't just come up with another round cigar, and you can't just, there's plenty of those in the market. And they were just talking, and I was just kind of absorbing, sponging huh. everything. Yeah. And so I came back, and I'm like, hey, uh, I said to Ralph, I want to do a triangular cigar. And he's like, yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the old school guy, yeah, what the yeah. hell's the matter with you? My family's been doing oh, this that for is 100%. It was, yeah. insul- it was insulting it was, him. Yeah, it was the wrong comment <laughs> yes. to the wrong person. Yep. Okay? So I said, no, no, I think I'm, I'm going to do a triangular cigar. And he's like, nope, because we cannot sell a triangular cigar. I said, okay. So I went to Home Depot, and and they were they were – demoing a DeWalt table saw. And I'm like, hey, does that thing cut angles? <laughs> He's like, oh, yes, it does. Does that cut angles? I said, great. I went and bought wood and bought wood glue. And I said, like, cut this and cut this and cut this. And I, I literally loaded up all these cut pieces of wood into a bag and, a, and glue. And I went back to the office. Made your own mold. And we made a, I made a mold. And, uh, and we had a, a press. We had a, you know, a hand press on one of the tables outside in the warehouse. So every night before I'd leave work, I would press a cigar and leave it there and come in in the morning and smoke it. So wait, you only, it was only a, a pre, it only had one spot, one slot for a cigar? That's it. <laughs> I, I didn't still, know that. I still have it. I still have it in my you office. Should, oh, I'd love to see forever. a picture of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd love to see it. that. Yeah. In and, fact, you should post it. If you don't, send it to me. Yeah. I'll post yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So, That'd be cool. We, um, so, you know, first you wake up the next day and you're like, okay, what, you know, <laughs> what is this thing going to be? Right. And then eventually I started pressing them in the cellophane because it would protect the wrapper from cracking. Crushing, yeah. And then we add moisture or remove moisture to see what that does. I was like this. Experimenting. You know, yeah. Mad kind scientist. Of, kind of this mad scientist Literally. mentality. Yeah. yeah. And then I just came up with, and we were working on blends. And so we had three blends that we really liked and like, oh, I can't come out with three blends. You know, like I'm barely able to get one blend into the market. <laughs> right. No one's going to accept three blends. And I started thinking about this triangle press and three, and it all worked out. And basically three sizes, three-sided, and three blends was our trilogy. You know who's my Brilliant! First, you know who's my first Alec Bradley rep who actually put trilogy in my stores? Um, I, I would hope Kevin Casey. I don't know. No. no. Oh, Eric. Way back Eric, Eric, of Eric course. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Espinosa? Yeah. 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 He I was, didn't. I knew that he that he worked he for was, you, but I did not know. He was know. my wow. first Alec yeah. Bradley rep. Yeah. He's the guy who made me bring on this triangle shaped cigar. By the what way, did you think when triangle? you saw it? Yeah, were you like, what the, the hell? The cigars were good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was weird. 
but they sold. I mean, when and the packaging sold, was bright colored. It, yeah, and, when we put it on the shelves, it stood out. But I can see for sure that that actually makes sense, especially for a lot of guys because it, it doesn't it's not, roll. It's not going to roll around. Like, roll. It won't roll off the hot tub. My grandfather on his my grandfather tub. on his boat. Right. That would have been perfect. Yeah. He was a cigar smoker his whole life. Just put it on the edge of the Why boat did there. Why that brand yeah. stop? Go away. I mean, I know it's like any the course of life, any a lot of brands, mm-hmm. it eventually slows down, whatever. But it was so unique and first of a novelty. You should bring it back. You're about the 1,347th person. Even in a limited that. run, a special release, a one and done, you should bring it. First of all, let me ask you this question. If not only have, for me to try. Before, any, before you ask, let me say one thing. Do you have any old trilogy lying around? So, let me just say this one thing so we get it clear. If my... If my two sons are listening to this, Abe did not say bring it back. <laughs> I just want you to know. He is not supporting that idea, gentlemen. Get that out of your head. I like it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. I, listen, listen, look, it's it's very hard to, you know, create a whole, but you could do a limited thing, a, a flashback, a throwback. Thursday, you know, yeah. throwback Thursday, right? Yeah. Whatever, bring, bring, make, make, make five, three, two, three thousand boxes of it. So I'll commit to a couple hundred right now. Let me. Wow, wow. all right. How about that? That changes everything. Boys, did you hear that? Yes. That <laughs> okay. Well um, and, and that's hard to get out of this. If it's man. a limited run, I mean, regular production. Yeah. If it's a limited run, I'll commit to a couple hundred boxes. So, so let me let me say there is a couple of things. One is we have the blends and we have all the blend sheets, right? So there's no issues. And believe it or not, there's still some people that have trilogy. Sitting in no, yeah. There's some guys up in the northeast Let that are still that are still. Are collecting. they hoarding it? Or yeah. They, oh, yeah, they, so they 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 keep. It I, if somebody okay. asked them, it's not up on the shelf. Like, but well, if, listen, if somebody asked, I could use them, some like, for my rare and vintage. You know, stuff like that. I yeah. hunt down. I still have, I think, I a could, few boxes. I could use some for my rare and vintage room. If you know anybody that wants to part with some boxes, so so let me. <laughs> I'm so just saying. You were that's asking. Going back from I'm so curious about that. That's gonna be at least 15 plus years old. Uh, yeah. At least. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, if you know anybody that has a little stash and wants to part with a few boxes. I will find I, out. I will love to have that in my RV. Look at this. We're doing business so, on the air here. Why not? Yeah. So, this, yeah, the reason so that you're on KMA Talk Radio. The Thank reason I think that it, it went away, there was a couple of things. One is there were nine there were nine SKUs in the lot. line. It was a lot. And, and tobacconists at that point weren't giving nine SKUs to any line. Mm-hmm. They just didn't want to give that space. So, that started to constrict it down, and then people were saying, hey, you know what? We could sell more if it was round. More people would be apt to want to smoke it. And it, it, it just, it, I think it just watered down the brand a little bit. And then we started heading in a different direction as a company, marketing-wise, and just went away, you know? I think it was, I think it 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 came out of this weird brain. Why and do then, I keep getting the sports channel? And I, I, their I don't know. We hear something. I don't know, but, and I'm trying to get a score if we can. Right? Yeah. I, this happened yeah. last week. We got to no. talk to the Greek. This TV should be off. It, no, 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 it's not the TV. Who just turned on the volume? It, it, it's not the TV. No, that's either. Colin. Yeah, that's Colin. That was but Colin. It's, but it's oh. the studio. The it's There's bleed the studio, in the yeah. studio. All right. So you hear. Very odd. It, it's not as bad as when the the comer- the, <clears throat> the Chevy commercial from last week. Yeah, That's we we get say. a bleed in our headphones. Are, are still. we the only ones hearing it, or do the listeners hear that? The they listeners don't, they don't probably hear. don't no, no, no. hear it because it's too low. Okay. They, they don't feed hear from it. our headphones. From what we heard from the last time, no one heard it. So, okay, yeah. it's very low if they do hear. Yeah. it. Are you doing that? Stop. That's it. him. Yeah, <laughs> he's messing Stop with. Stop it. <laughs> well, so you so you started moving in a different direction. Does it? Is it in your head? Is it like going backwards? If you were to re-release it, is that why you're against it? Yes. Okay. I can see that. I guess. I, I guess it's I can not understand. Going backwards. It's called a tribute, man. 
It's yeah. called a tribute. We have we actually have a name back for it if we decide to go back. But <laughs> so there's a whole plan in place. It's predicate. Yeah. Alan Once just again, hasn't given it's the... predicate. Okay. I, I gotta I gotta have a talk with Alec and Bradley. Yeah, we <laughs> that have, would we that would be stra- the only way to get it done. We but, have to strategize. Yeah. I have to strategize with them now. Because you know what they'll do, right? They're gonna without telling me, they'll put the whole plan together and go, Dad, you know you were in that meeting. Right? Yeah. And then I'm like, the I don't remember anything anyway. Oh, crap, you may be right. We could always make They're it like, be... you know, It was a Thursday. You remember when you had coffee? Yes. That's great. And I'm like, oh, they're not going to lie to me. Right? That's great. I, I think it would be brilliant, man. I think that you got to remember there's a lot of new cigar smokers who never saw it, like him, who's never seen it the first time around. I never yeah. saw it. There's a whole nope. market out there that would say... Wow, this is got to try this. So the, wow. the the cool part is is not only do I have the original mold that I made, but the original. I'm going to bother you for that picture, by the no way. No problem. I, I want to post it. Yeah, like that's the history. Problem. Yeah, and then, but I actually, we actually have the original molds that we made when we made the first runs. Right, because when the wow. factories were bought down in Central America, we were making it, um, and there were wood all molds. the assets there were there. Were wood molds, they were wood right? molds. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, uh, so I got a call. From the factory, they're like, hey, we have these tri- these triangle wow. molds. They can only be yours. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would lo- I would love to see them come back. That's awesome. Yeah, we just have because we did a, a couple of different iterations of the packaging. Not we, not. We probably have <laughs> to go back. Blend. <laughs> That's what I. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes, the next score. micro blend. Score uh, done. Come on now. now at, say yes now. He's in fighting all, it. in all three. In all three, you're talking because it was a Maduro, a no, we, Corojo, we, and a Camarillo. We, we, we always create a new blend and make it one of our micro yeah, blends. I'm yeah, in. Yeah. I'm done. That's a done deal. If you want to do it, I'm in. I'll, I'll, That's I'll interesting. A, I, there you go. <laughs> that, that I would. That would. You know, I'm. I'm. I would consider that for all right, sure. Well, we'll have to talk yeah. after the show. I have some whiskey. Okay. <laughs> um, he knows my weakness. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Oh, he's got a butt up. You, listen to me. I got a couple of nice recommendations at the West Palm Beach Shore. It's uh, just up the block. Yeah, we may. Yeah, I mean, listen to me. It's like my wife. You know, if I'm feeling frisky, I always know my odds are better when I booze her up. <laughs> you know, the way it is. You get that, you get that lady some crown. Gotta get her a little slippery, you know. <laughs> get a little crown of that lady. Everything's all right. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hit a sore spot here now. Ready? Go. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I. It's bad when you have a guy 20 years on the other side of the mic, right? Yeah, it's scaring me a little bit yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you probably dug that somewhere deep and forgot all about it. Yeah, actually, we have some <laughs> some boxes of Prime still I'll, in our I'll office. I'll take that from my rear yeah. room. <laughs> we do have some boxes that, you know, uh, we Prime found. was your first big move. Prime was our first big move. A big move. Yeah. yeah and on some level, our first big failure. It didn't go over well. No. Yeah. The it, cigar didn't match. The packaging didn't match. The yeah, price. there was a little disconnect. Yeah, and it was really ornate packaging. I yeah. mean, it was these elaborate box felted inside. I remember. Yeah, and it was your highest price cigar at the time. Ten dollars. Yeah, ten dollars, and it's going way back. Yeah, it's a big jump. Yeah, what did you learn from that experience? Um, I'm not a good cigar guy. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every cigar guy's made that. Every yeah. cigar guy I know has made that mistake. No, mm-hmm. if I if I took. Prime was a great learning lesson for me, but what I did take out of it is, is is know your audience. Know that if it's not real, don't try and sell it. Man. It was P R Y M E, right? Correct. Yeah. So what happened was the the first of all the blend was great, and if you smoke the blend now, probably better. It's spectacular. <laughs> you know, we we actually would like to recreate it if we could, but a lot of those tobaccos because we were using habanos from Italy, and we were Man. you know we were stuff oh, we're never cool. going to get anymore. Very cool. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we did this elaborate uh, uh, 
embroidered artwork on the inside it of the box, big. and we rounded the edges yeah. on top of the so, box. It's just people didn't believe the whole thing. The cigar needed to be maybe a little bit beefier, a little more flavor. Uh, it's a great, uh, again, cigar was great, but not in that packaging, not at that price. It just didn't work. Not at that timing. So, yeah, so why wouldn't you, I, maybe this is me being ignorant, why, why is it impossible to get Habanos from Italy? Like the, the Italian tobacco, is they're just not grown anymore? or If they are, they're not available. Okay. And they're not available to us. But, you know, we were using some, like if you, it's so interesting, right? CAO made a living off of it, right? CAO Italia. Right. It was using the same tobacco I was using. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, huh. So, all right. By the way, the CAO Columbia that he did, mm. still the same Kubita I was using. In huh. Wow. All right. We're, we're bumping up on the break, but I have to ask a question that hopefully is going to be brief, but maybe not long. But what is the favorite cigar you've ever made? Ooh. Oh, wow. For you. Let's answer that after the break. Well, no, because I, I I got a couple minutes. I wanted to get into that. Just well, I feel great, like that's a that's short. A, that's like a great teaser question. That's, All right, that's, you're supposed to ask right before <laughs> you go to break, so you leave everybody on the edge. Ooh, what's going to be his favorite? Guess what? Cigar? We can break anytime we I want. Know. So. I know we can. Fine. So you, apparently you're the we'll most do that. Seasoned radio guy out of the three of us, and you don't know that. I was trying to get to a seasoned is fine, but okay, tough Alan, word. you have to think about that. What's the favorite? What's your favorite cigar you've ever made? We're gonna keep take a break. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Hi, this is Nish Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. I want to introduce you guys out to our Old World Reserve Corojo made in a Honduran facility. What a beautiful medium-bodied cigar. When you light it up, it's got a gorgeous white ash, and you get that sweetness from that delicious Corojo wrapper, a little bit of spice, and a lot of nuttiness. Go to your local brick and mortar. Check out the Old World Reserve Corojo. You will not be disappointed. Again, what a delicious cigar. When Dominican passion, artistry, and skill combine with 114 years of family legacy, you don't just have a cigar. You have the cigar. Whether you love the mild, flavorful La Aurora 1987 Connecticut, the spicy 1962 Corojo, the always smooth, sweet La Aurora 1903 Cameroon, or the all-new powerhouse 1985 Maduro, you aren't just enjoying a part of history. You are lighting your own legacy. Flavor, value, family. Be a part of something. Look to the lion. La Aurora Cigars. We are Dominican defined. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. Smoking a cigar is all part of the experience. For me, there's nothing better than gathering with friends after an amazing steak dinner and smoking my GC Signature Series paired with a fine glass of scotch. Good conversation and a few laughs is always better when smoking Christoph. Start enriching your downtime. Go to Christoph.com and click on the Discover Your Christoph tab to find the Christoph cigars that are right for you. Upgrade your downtime with Christoph. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust and its master ligador, Steve Saka, is crafting the very finest cigars available today. One such brand is his Todos Los Dias. This liga is very smooth with taste of dark chocolate and figs with a nice sweet chili pepper that escalates in warmth as you smoke it. On the palate, it feels like a medium-bodied smoke, but it's lying to you, as the cigar is quite strong. From the first puff, there's no doubt of the origin of Todos Los Dias, or that it's intended solely for the seasoned cigar smoker. Viva Nicaragua! With over 20 years in the cigar industry, Eric Espinosa has done it all. He began in retail, became a sales manager, developed and owns his own brands, and today is internationally known as a manufacturer of top-quality premium cigars. Nothing gives Eric more pleasure than to be able to make his own cigars for consumers worldwide to enjoy. 
Experienced cigars made in the Espinosa way. La Ranja Reserva, Murcielago, 601 and Espinosa Habano in Connecticut. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. On a remote island in the center of Nicaragua's largest freshwater lake is a small valley that rests between two active volcanoes. This is the island of Umitepe, and it produces some of the rarest and most flavorful tobaccos in the world. Rafael Nadal, creator of the brand Aging Room, has issued Umitepe Tobacco to create his newest masterpiece, the Aging Room Bin Number 2. Why not experience one of the most complex and elegant flavored journeys available and pick up a Bin Number 2 today? Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan Puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sungrown or Maduro. Great and fun times are always made better with great food. Come experience a new menu by Rum Shack at the world-famous Spearmint Rhino in West Palm Beach. Featuring exciting new and delicious offerings. Experience their one-pound New York Strip Steak Special for just under $15 daily until 10 p.m. Enjoy a fine lunch without breaking your wallet every Tuesday and Saturday from their $7 lunch menu. No matter the time or day, the kitchen is open till close at Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. We are here broadcasting live. This is the final half hour. Uh, we're going to well, go on. Yeah, go- are sure. you in a rush? You got yeah, a place man, to be? Keep going. This is, I'm having no, fun I with this show. No, I just have to fill up to get home. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, fill up on whiskey, whiskey and uh, and petrol. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. But we, we not we, at the same time. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna bust this mic. We uh, we were talking before the break. But I want I want to just talk. Uh, about I am Adam K. The Brewmaster. With me, of course, thank is Dave, Paul, the producer. We have Alan Rubin as our special guest for our Meet Your Maker segment. Alan, thank you once again for being here. It is a pleasure to have you. It's been an absolutely Thank lovely conversation. Thank you. The show fun. goes so much better when you do your job. I know. Does, does he normally intro. not? I'm, Sometimes we skip the intros. <laughs> well, you kind of tried to influx, and then I tried to bring it back, and thus I'm trying to do Listen, the whole thing. you're the first guy that talks when we come back from a break. Yeah. Do your job. No one will interrupt you. But then you pause, and you get on tangents, and you open up the door. Go! You tangent about your mic breaking. It, the mic he did. He did. It keeps he floating did. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like there you go. Know, That's they, perfect. They don't know a pair of pliers. Stop whining. <laughs> but I do. I do want to talk about my wig shopping experience before we go back to Alan on, on the question because okay. it, was, it was pretty funny. You know, because I, I have. So to, you've already shopped for a wig. I already so have you, a wig. You're set. You Dude, think you're going to lose? There's, no, but there's no shopping if you do lose. So we all have to. Come yeah, but prepared. the man I know, the Abe I know. Would say, "There's no way I'm going to lose." Yeah, that's my. So that was gonna, my attitude. You're the, the one who said, bat. "I'm not going to lose whatsoever." That's yeah, that was so I don't have to worry about. That it. was my attitude the first time around. Well, remind everybody exactly what the bet was. Well, the bet, so that, the first stage of the bet was the three of us <laughs> said we 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 all had to lose 15 percent of our total body weight in four months or whatever three months or the date was right. If any one of us didn't make that, that we would do an event and drag. Either I would go to Burn and do an event there and drag. Nimish would come to my shop. Steve would. The loser who didn't make it had to do an event and drag. So, when the time was up, 
Nimish and I definitely made our goals. Steve claims to have made his goal. <laughs> with, there was no formal way in for Steve. But then Steve mm-hmm. comes up with a great idea. Well, let's double down. Let's turn this into a... Because everybody was very excited about this thought that one of us might have ended up in yeah, drag. And then it was all disappointing because mm-hmm. everybody hit and their goal. It was a little disappointing because all of us made our goals, quote, quote. So Steve, <laughs> wow, Steve gets you... us to double down. And we doubled down to do, okay, now whoever loses the least is going to dress in drag no matter what. And that's what he committed us to. And the weigh-in is at 2 p.m. at my house next Friday. And if, you know, the loser has the least body weight lost, you're getting dressed. Yeah. yeah. So you got to come prepared. I, I, I mean, I can tell you just from my golfing buddies and when we bet, you're not doubling. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not doubling if you're winning. Right, it's like the guy who's got the most to lose is the one who says, "Hey, let's double down." You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. I'm sure. not throwing sock under I, the bus. But listen, you. But listen, you're that's right. where he belongs. I, I, that's I where he belongs. I didn't see it coming, and <laughs> yeah. in retrospect, it's 100. And he caught happened. you, which is sad. Because yeah, I know you a long time. I, that's well, you rare. Know, that. I was cocky and confident. I'd done so well. Just lost like I don't know what it was, fifty some pounds. I'm like, I, you know what? Who cares? I'm gonna crush him again anyway. And. Yeah. Dumb. He caught you at a weak moment. He caught me in a yeah. Yeah, weaker yeah. moment. And yeah. He got me, in, and we're prepared, so we're week shopping. And the only upside I have to all this, it's Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, not you know, as weird, I yes, guess? Yes. My wife's taking me to this wig store, and we're trying on wigs. And it's really funny, because they all look so nice on the little mannequin head, right? <laughs> and then they put them on, and I look like a bad version of Beavis or Butthead, right? <laughs> and, and and they're all so small on my head, right? I was going to say, you have a big Dude, head, yeah. Let, let me take this. This is a big place, right? I mean, it's like mm-hmm. all women, right? Huge place. They're all chopping. I'm the only dude in there other than the guy that works there. Now, it's funny is because my wife wants to give me this thing called like a lace front wig. I'm not going to go in the definition of what it is. But so it looks like there's a hairline? But, but basically, there's an underlying piece of lace that yeah. the guy's like, every time my wife's trying to squeeze it on my head, it's like, don't break the lace. <laughs> Don't break the list. Oh, that's not at all what I thought he would sound like. Oh, hold on. Oh, no, no. Oh, no I, exactly. I totally thought he sounded like that. That's exactly what he sounded like. No, the wig the guy list. absolutely has to sound and, like and, that. And I kept telling the guy, listen, dude, if we break it, we'll buy it. Don't worry about it, man. Right? And, like, after the third one, he goes, I don't think lace work for you. You need to try the other wigs. So, <laughs> you know, it was a very awkward. Get your giant head out of here. Yes, it was a very awkward experience. You know, but uh, we ended up getting a wig. So I just. Cool. Are you going to be? A, are you going to say? Is it blonde, brunette, redhead? Mm, it's a lighter colored wig. It's not blue. Colors. It's not a color, right? Like you should I, I, go traditional. I would have liked to see you as a redhead. Wow, what a creep. Yeah. That's <laughs> such a weird statement. I just thought that was I'm yeah. looking at it. I thought it was a good joke. You have no idea the weird statements I've been getting on social media. It's been creeping me <laughs> yeah. out a little bit. Some of these yeah. guys are just a little too excited about this whole affair. Yeah, let me make it perfectly clear. I don't want to see you as a brunette, a blonde, or a <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I just want to put it out. The there. most normal guy in the room right now, without a doubt. Yeah, not generally my MO, but I'll take it today. Mm. Right so now. before the break. Yeah. The Cooch asked you a stellar question. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite cigar that you make of all time? Uh, so, kind of a double answer. I hard, okay. I know. Yeah, so oh, yeah. I would good. say I would say the one that, you know, is the uh, up until three months ago, mm-hmm. my answer would have been Tempest Natural, oh. just because that put us on the map. It changed the dynamics of our company and how we. I do remember business. your release party at the Hard Rock for that. Yeah, yeah, our red carpet release. I remember party. that. Yeah, I was there, and uh, it just changed how people perceived us in the marketplace mm-hmm. so that was a worldwide it was a game changer today i would say the finer rare that is going to launch that we're going to deliver in in november mid-november now um because it's it's an homage to my father 
Oh, so like that's the that's the fine mean, and rare. Yeah, meaning. we wanted to talk about that. Yeah, as let's well. talk about fine and rare and its evolution and its process and yeah. what it represents and how it came to be. Yeah. So, at the very beginning stages, um, fine, and, we were just down blending. I mean, we're just on another blending trip, and we started blending a cigar. And I think at that time it maybe had five tobaccos, and we said, okay, let's add something. It was missing something in the blend, and we went to six. And we just kept adding. Normally in the blending process, you add something, you take, take something, something away out, to right. create the balance. Almost jokingly, to, to, to almost say, Alan, stop. Type play, like, you got to stop. <laughs> they just kept adding and not removing anything. And we got to this 10 tobacco blend, and I'm like, okay, I really like this. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, great, because we're never going to make it. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, we can't even ask the rollers to do this. And, and by the way, it will be a baseball bat. and Because we were up in the conference room and we were just cutting the tobaccos as we needed. Right. And he's like, we can't have somebody not only prepare the tobacco and then cut every leaf custom, basically, for every cigar. Right. And mm-hmm. I said, well, if that's what I want, that's really what we have to do. And they're like, we're, we don't want to make it. And I huh. said, more, all the more reason why we're probably right. going to do it. Right. <laughs> And that was the Don't beginning of that do. was the beginning of fine and rare, rare because they were like we're not making it like right. this, <laughs> right? And the truth is, there was a such a, an interesting component of fine and rare because it had enough beef to it, had enough uh, complexity to it, but it was still smooth. And the slower you smoked it, the more you got out of it. Hmm. The more nuances that you were able to get out of this tent. That's about an it. interesting statement. I never really heard somebody describe a cigar like that. that- it's the first time I may have heard that. It's almost like, you know, the if you're, slower you smoked it, the more you got out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could it, see that. It was just allowing itself to do what it was supposed to do. And, uh, and you know, some people, look, we can all smoke cigars, any cigar in a half hour, right? Anyone in the room. Yeah. But sure. it was the slower that, that I smoked it and the more I allowed it to just be what it was supposed to be, the more I got out of that cigar. And so that's that was the beginning of Fine and Rare. And then... We do iterations every year. Sometimes we'll do a second release of of one, but um, all the iterations or percentage changes as maybe a tobacco change, but we we stuck with this 10 tobacco. What's your production run on those? Uh, I think total for the year worldwide is 25,000 cigars. 2,500 boxes of 10. It's not a lot. No, and that's worldwide. Yeah. And at one point, you even did the Fine and Rare Blenders Kit. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was, that was like, a couple what, years, three, ago. four years ago. Yeah. What was that? That basically was. Well, I, I'll let Alan explain that. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I going to explain it? I have the man right here to explain it for us. We actually did that. We took each of the ten tobaccos that made up Fine and Rare that year, mm-hmm. and we rolled little puritos of each tobacco oh. and put them in small test tubes and mm-hmm. added that as the blender's box. So you got the. You got to smoke all ten of the tobaccos individually, individually. and then smoke the final product. Oh, that's cool, yeah. actually. Yeah. I think those boxes, I think they went for like 500 a box. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And there were very few of those. That was a very limited production on that. Yeah, the funny thing is there was a retailer out in Texas that called me up and said, you need to explain why this is a $500 box, okay? <laughs> he bought five of them. And he said, you need to explain to me why it's a $500 box. That's funny. Why have I just spent $1,000 here on a product? And the next day he called me and said, I don't need your explanation. I just sold two of them. <laughs> I go, okay, well, whatever that funny. was. Yeah. So this new release is is an homage to your father. Yeah. 
So what what's special about this blend? Does it would it be something he would enjoy? Is does it have something like that in it? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of little nuances to it from from the blend name has meaning um, has my father's picture on it. We've okay. never done anything like that before. Uh, and there's some life lessons that he taught me that are incorporated somehow or another into that cigar. Okay. I'll give you one of them. Yeah, so please. That cigar is box pressed, right? But we do a soft or a semi a semi press on it because my father always told me that business was a squared circle. <laughs> That's a great line. He said, you know, you have to buy it correctly. You have to sell it correctly. You have to bill it and collect your money and you have to do it again. So that it's a continuous thing, but they each have their component. They each have their size. Hmm. And so we we made it this soft sided box press, so in honor of him. Oh, yeah, oh, that's a great statement. Yeah. Squared circle. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's what we do every day, but right. they each have right. their importance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great saying. So, I had to steal that. So, you so Alec and Bradley. Obviously, I mean, we've had them on the show a couple times together. Mm-hmm. What is what is their role now uh, in the business? So I know they've they've come in. They came out with. Um, was was it Blind Faith? Was yes. that was that mm-hmm. their first project? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the gate, took... the gatekeeper came out this year, mm-hmm. right? Which was their product. It was Alec and Bradley, the gatekeeper, right? right. Yeah. So yeah, you made my internet life like <laughs> insane because my guys don't know how to name stuff anymore, right? Because they're naming stuff differently because it's not it, it doesn't show up in search engines the same because it's not Alec Bradley, it's Alec. And Bradley. Oh, yeah. oh I didn't it's know that. It's literally named differently. I had to have yeah. a 20-minute so, like, conversation. We had, we had like, a full staff being like, why aren't these showing up right in the insert? Oh, well, they're named differently. Who said they're named differently? Because I didn't know. And it's like, oh, all right. And then I had to see how everybody else was naming them. And it's like, all right, okay, we two different names. You know names. what? I yeah. was right. I won an argument. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's very few. We had no idea, but yeah, because there's it's all everything. No, listed. I have I have a couple of them in my humidor. That right, they everything, brought us everything, last time. everything we list that's sold by them is listed as right. Alec Bradley so and so. Alec Bradley. Then it's Alec, Alec and Bradley. Bradley doesn't show up the same. Huh? Yeah, so. and they're working. They're, they're actually working on something to separate themselves out just a little bit more to make that a little bit easier. Good for, for everybody. Them. Yeah, but yeah, I tell you what. Out of you know, I, 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 when I sit in my office, I'm, I'm constantly bought brands, right? And you know, everybody's always telling me, you know, hey, smoke this. What do you think? You know, and, I, and my response is, it doesn't matter what I think. I mean, if you want me to give you my personal opinion, but that doesn't sway whether I'm going to buy it or not. Because right. Right. you know, one of the projects you bought recently that I literally bought it, I, I I lit it halfway, but it was just more. It's never the cigar, right? I looked at it and I said, this is going to be a, a winner, right? I think people are going to like this. I, heard, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm telling you, I, I posted it on social media the, the day I think Alec. Gave me one. Alec, Alec had come by and he had given me one. I think I posted on social media that day. We hadn't even bought it in yet. And the cigar is doing phenomenally. It was the Project 40. It's one of those things that like, the second yeah. I saw it, yeah. I mean, you could talk to our matter operations guy. Said, yeah. yeah, let's bring this in. And he looked at me like, because normally we're not that quick to bring stuff in because you just can't be that quick because there's so much new stuff out there all the time, you know. Mm. You get inundated very fast. But, yeah, I said, yeah, bring this in. I think this is going to do it. And it's been doing phenomenally. It's been doing very well. Yeah, we're getting a lot of... Uh, of great response to that cigar nationwide. What, how, what's the name, Project 40? So, again, it, it, first of all, being in my head is not a good place. And it's, not, <laughs> and, and it's actually not a safe place. Okay? Hello! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, thank you for that. Um, so, Project 40 is actually a study in happiness. And so... Is this a, like... It's a published study. It has oh, nothing really? to do with us. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
And so we were working on this experimental series. So we kept saying, hey, we need to find some things that we want to do that are just experimental in its own way and conceptually as well. And so Project 40, what, what basically what it is is that 50% of your happiness is genetic, 10% is environmental, and the other 40% you control. Hmm. So Project 40 was about why, you know, why things like food bring happiness, music, you know, that they touch certain senses. Right, and I said, right. For cigar smokers, cigars do that. You know, they they have this innate ability to take somebody and transform them and take them somewhere. Well, you know, people say my happy place, right? Mm -hmm. There. And so we said, okay, let's create a cigar that everybody would enjoy. It may not be their, everyone's favorite, but they'll right. enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And so that was the impetus behind wanting to come up with that blend and make it the price that we wanted to so that people would pick it up and feel good about that. It was all about feeling good. I, I think when when cigars have like like I call it their personalities or you know, their their, their stereotypes. If you want to come up with a less better word for it, is um, that's a. We look when I looked at it, I said this is a perfect everyday cigar for a lot of people out there, right? Because some cigars are created. You know, if if you're back there thinking I've just created this elaborate new thing and it's going to be an everyday cigar for people, you're kind of you know pipe dreaming mm -hmm. or. Or you got a very small niche of people that this is going to be an everyday cigar for. Correct. And of course, you know, I'm in retail, so everyday cigars are my favorite things because mm -hmm. that's the best kind of cigar. <laughs> right. You know, you give me something twice a year, I tell you keep it. Right. <laughs> You're not doing. Look, I, I have this struggle as a retailer, and I say it all the time. Right. Drew Estate is all uber guilty of this kind of bullshit. Right. I, I I'm not into disappointment business. I don't like to be in the disappointment business. Right. right? If you're going to make something that all I'm going to do is ending up disappointing my patrons and my loyal customers, you're not doing me a service. And in, 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 in response, you're making me do an in-service, you know, to all my loyal mm -hmm. customers. So I, I hate that, right? So when I see something like a Project 40, and I look at it, I'm like, man, this is, this is like, this could be like, I haven't tried it. I saw it yesterday on the shelf. I said at your, this could be like store. a lot of people's everyday cigar. These are the projects I like, right? Because that, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm here to give people what they want, not tell them why they can't get what they want. I hate that. That drives me nuts. It's, like a, it's an inner pet peeve of mine, right? Hmm. Yeah. So I, I love that from the moment I saw it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and we tried to do, you know, we tried to package it to what made sense. Uh, the pricing to what made sense to the consumer, yeah. e everything, yeah. and so uh, that every that everyday cigars is what we were looking for ultimately because if it's about your happiness, there can't be one thing that makes you not want to buy it. That was it what we translated had to immediately to the consumer base. Right, it translated yeah. immediately, mm -hmm. and we're seeing that it didn't need an explanation. It didn't need to be. Uh, they just they, right. they gravitated toward it and they liked it. It was a good cigar. And, and the Project Forty in itself is a cool concept, right? And that is there is an actual formula to. Your I know happiness. you're going you're to make me now go read it now because no, yeah, I mean you I can find know. it. Yeah, yeah but there's an actual oh, yeah. formula to yeah. happiness. I feel but, like I've heard this before, like it, uh, something on TV or whatever, some documentary talking about this project. So no, I wanna, yeah, now, now I it kind of makes. Yeah, now I want to go look it up. Now yeah. I'm curious. I'm really going to have to go to the. Em oh, you need this. Of this, thank you. <laughs> oh, you need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. What? You need it. Anyway, so Alan, we're have to wind down. Do you have any? Are you going to be anywhere? You got any travels coming up in the near future? Any place you're going to be? Where any of our loyalists can find you? Wait, hold on. I want to ask one other question. I don't know why he's winding down even. Yeah, I mean, because he's in a hurry. I got to rush. Got a date? No, I mean, like, do you want ten minutes before 
the normal show ends. <laughs> yeah. And I already asked the gentleman if he had to rush out of here. <laughs> and you're winding the show down. He's got places to be. We still I haven't talked about I think about he wants him. to get rid of me. Right? I shower. And I showered this morning. <laughs> I want you to know that. We still haven't talked about Black, FDA, black market. Oh, black market. Oh, I, I want to talk about black market. What are you in a rush oh, for? No, I okay, I didn't know. You got okay. somewhere to be? No, I got nowhere to be. All right, then relax. He's thinking about whiskey. He wants whiskey. That's what you, you whiskey we'll his brain you up. You got me on the whiskey, okay? Come on. You whiskeyed his brain up. <laughs> so what's it? Go ahead. Shoot your question. So with with so black market's a popular line for you. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people love it. I happen to really like the filthy hooligan, and I read in my research that there was a little bit of an issue with the filthy hooligan. Do you do you talk about that at all? Do you like? I will. Some some people did. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, the issue wasn't mine. No, that's right. Okay. It was not yours. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So as. So you can lead me there, and I may not get that right, or you can mm-hmm. actually ask me what you want to ask, exactly. and I'll answer. Well, he so, always does that. He like bounces around questions. Well, because I, like I like to I make it a more open-ended I've question. I've called him a wussy on the air so many times. Yeah, Just yeah. ask what you want to well, ask. So the Roy- was it the Royal Order of the Hibernians complained that it was, uh, 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 what was it, degrading I to, it was to Irish? State. So they're both. But, okay, okay. Yeah, I thought Drew We can do one and one if yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, so even, I didn't know the Drew Estate I didn't even side. hear this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the Royal Hibernians. What? Yeah, yeah. because they, they said it was, uh, how, what, what are they, I don't remember what the term because is. The, the Anti-Defamation League of Irish folks were saying that it was it was bad for St. Patrick's Day or something. Really? That it was yeah. like a, I yeah. didn't even hear that They called me a racist. Right, okay. Wow. Oh, listen. That, that's a normal thing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like an in thing now. They were, yeah, and they were a little yeah. they were a little ahead of the game. This was like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the matter? You, you, they didn't like the name Filthy Hooligan, and they thought it was an anti-Irish thing. And I said, well, in all honesty, I shouldn't be telling you this, but hooligan is not an Irish term. Right. It's an English term. Right. And then they, you know, uh, they they said we're going to wait. So what? Okay, yeah, we got to educate me. Okay. I, I'm way more familiar with the other one. Okay, who is this group? It's a it's the largest group um, representing uh, Irish Americans. Is this an international group it's, or a I, local? I, 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 it's not local. I mean, I it's, mean, it's, it's nationwide. Yeah, it's nationwide. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're representing Irish, and they contacted you. Yes. Because they felt that filthy hooligan represented Irish people. It was, it was one guy. He was a sanitation worker at a far walk, uh, far Rockaway, New York. Yeah. Oh, of course, how oh, I know right wait, where wait, it wait. is. Yeah, and, a sanitation uh, he worker called, at a far walk, New York. Far, no, Rockaway. far Rockaway. Far Rockaway. Far Rockaway yeah. contacted you. Uh, contacted all the internet catalog companies first, and then oh, they were no. like, "Hey, we're getting all these calls." They said. No, you're getting one call. And they're like, actually, yeah, we are only getting one call. <laughs> We're getting letters, and but then, it's all the same and exact then he, letters. He contacted the association, the Hibernians, and then they well, wrote. Who are they? The, 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 is it the Royal Ancient and Society think, of Hibernians? Yeah. It is, it is basically a group. It's um, like the Knights of Columbus for yes, the Irish side. Yeah. And very respected and, and, and wonderful people, I have to tell you. So they reached out to you? They did. The, the head, the guy who runs the anti-defamation side. And they didn't know that the term hooligan is not Irish? Well, I, I don't know. And, and So there were a couple <laughs> of things that came out of it. And uh, so I, you know, he sent me an email, and then I invited him to call me. And then and we spoke for a while. And um, and so he... he did he have a big he said to me, accent? He said to me, I'm offended, is what he said to me. You're, you're, what you did calling it Filthy hooligan is against the Irish, and and you launch it around St. Patrick's Day, and I said, well, part of it is because we're it's using cr- a green wrapper, right. and the truth is, we're almost doing it for the right reasons, not the wrong reasons. But he, he said, I'm offended, and I said, well, that's your choice. And Good he said, for you. he said, what do you huh. mean? I said, if a Jewish guy tells a Jewish joke to another Jewish guy, he laughs. 
If a non-Jew tells the same joke, he's offended. I said, it's the same fucking joke. Right? <laughs> that is absolutely yeah. true. Jews. Right. Absolutely. That's what I said. It's the same fucking joke. You decide. Yeah. And he said, why didn't you call it the filthy kike? Is what he said <laughs> wow. to me. Wow. Okay. And I said, I didn't think it was marketable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was it. Yes. That was it. Yes. And then we spoke for a while, and he goes, you know, you're not a bad guy. I said, you're not a bad guy either, so why don't we start over? I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to come out with this again next year. I will give you six months to come up with any suggestions that you would like me to look at in making. So if I, if you wanted me to change some artwork or change some things, but I'm six months from, you know, I'm telling you, it will right. come out again. Right. And they never reached back out to me. I actually reached back out to them and said, I have 30 days if you want me to make changes, and they never did. And that was it. Matter of fact, huh. we have sponsored Irish boxing groups at Boston. Come on, man. You listen to these always, guys. There's always going to be somebody offended and, at something. And I bet they love the cigar. I'm actually a fan of that cigar. That's one of the one of my cigars. I just for some reason I just really have but taken to it. But hooligan wasn't the original name. Yeah. Okay. What a ah. segue. You are a pro. <laughs> He's good. You are a pro. Yeah. It was Dirty Hooligan. It was Dirty Hooligan. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you'd already made it and released it and it was out in the market as Dirty Hooligan. Yeah, we pre-sold every every bit yep. of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, <laughs> then then you got a call. I got a, I got a text. A text <laughs> from from John himself. From John. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they had Dirty Rat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which, I did not. So what did the actual text from Jonathan bit, say? It, well, see they have a close relationship which yeah. always makes this a little bit weirder because uh. I really don't see the relevance. You don't own the word dirty because it came out of the car. But, yeah. Right? But you ended up respecting his wishes. Well, yeah, I did it my way. Okay. Did, it, did it get a little heated before? Because I'm just curious. <laughs> Because I, I know, know what did he say? He's like, I know Jack could get okay, too. right. So right. I'm curious how that. And, and, you know, it's worse when you're friends, and then you got to have a heated argument. A little right. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, so, dude, what are you doing? I got the dirty. Come no, on, man. no, 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 no. That's not how it goes. Yeah, no. <laughs> John, comes, John comes out. <laughs> no, that would be nice. That would, be, yeah, yeah. 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 That would have been nice. That would have been Marvin. Yeah, Alan. You know we got this again. Don't go ahead. Let's have lunch. Let's just we'll have lunch. What are we eating today? Yeah, the FDA is coming down tomorrow, yeah. but I think pizza, and I'm trying to cut back. Oh, I'm going to have a salad. God, that's funny. <laughs> yes. I wish he was wrong. Uh, All right. <laughs> so how did, yeah. Yeah, so John sent me a text on a Friday night, and basically. Oh, I couldn't have said like, that Like, Friday tried night? To, Excuse me? Late Friday night, mid-Friday night? Uh, it was probably around. <laughs> I don't know. I what is he, me? Yeah. Well, it was probably around, let's say, 7 p.m. So okay, it was yeah, after right. working hours, right? right? Yeah, that's he what sent I meant me this past. Your weekend has officially started. Yeah, correct. That's what I was going after. Whiskey imbibement has begun. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and so I, I basically uh, made it very difficult for him. I said, you're out of your mind. You know, I love you as a, as a brother, but this is not a trademark issue. You yeah. don't own dirty. Yeah. We've already sold it out. What is it you'd like me to do? Because either way, I'm not doing it. But what is it that you'd like me to do? <laughs> I love and it. And then he went off. Oh, of course. Okay? He went off. Nuclear. Right. So then I replied back, I think you're out of line. And then he went off again. And then I went dark. Okay? Mm -hmm. So then. Then he came back nice. No. Oh. Then okay. Sunday came. Okay. Oh, so there's a whole day. So now I, that's Friday night. So I let Saturday go. I let Sunday yeah. go. And Monday, I came into the office and said, guys, it's dirty sold. Just change it to filthy. I said, it, it didn't really matter to me. And he was so upset that. I actually like the name Filthy Hooligan. Yeah, I so, do too. I hate to say yeah, it. I do too. It sounds more proper. He, he, did, yeah. you, he did you a favor. So I, I, so I called him on Monday. And I said, 
hey man, we're gonna uh, we're gonna change it from dirty to filthy. And he's he's like, you ruined my whole fucking weekend. <laughs> and me and, and Mariello, so I had to, had to cancel plans, and we stayed home, and I couldn't go out, and I was gonna throw up, and I didn't feel good. And, <laughs> and I said to him, I had the greatest weekend. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's so awesome. now, months go by, or whatever year goes by, and we come out with Nika Puto, right? And oh, less than Nika three months Rooster. later, he comes out with Nika Rooster. I hope you texted him on a Friday night. Oh, I called him. Even I didn't better. Text. I called. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what the are you doing, man? I said, I did you a favor. You don't even have a decency to make a call to me. And, it, you know, talking about confusion in the marketplace, and I just came out with this. And he started to get indignant, and I'm like, Hear your own words before you say something to me. Just hear your own words. And he's like, yeah, I screwed that up. Huh. Didn't change your name, though. I didn't ask him to. Oh, uh, you're a good man, Charlie. Yeah, I don't you're care a good that. man, Charlie. And he's Brown. a good man. Well, you know, that, listen, this is what this is a common thing that people, especially the consumers, never really kind of grasp. And I see it all the time because I, I sit and I meet with everybody. I'll mm-hmm. meet with John. I'll meet with Alan. I'll meet with Pete. I'll meet mm-hmm. with all the these guys sometimes are really completely unaware of what somebody else is doing. It's That's not correct. on their radar. Correct. Yeah. And nor should it be half the time because they're working on their crap. Correct. So a lot of these times, yeah. these things happen very accidentally, right? It's not always... I, listen, I ain't gonna lie. I, sometimes I know it's definitely some sh- shit is strategically done. Like, yeah, we're gonna mm-hmm. fuck with that company. Or that Absolutely, person. yeah. It happens. Oh, yeah. But for the most part, a lot of times, it's just, hey, man, things got crossed. I remember Steve Saka was... You know, and he's got a great relationship with with um, you know the Leon family, and he was like really like didn't realize that when they did the whole underground thing that basically it was like kind of almost La Aurora ish with the Lions and whatever, and actually had a conversation post production saying, "Hey, look, I didn't mean this. I would wasn't even thinking about it." And they had a conversation, and look, for the most part in these situations, cooler heads always prevail. You know, there's always a little bit of a common ground. Sometimes just ego gets in the way, and guys take it if you're friendly, too personal, right? If you're friendly, things have a tendency to be able yeah. To themselves out. But that's funny. So yeah. yeah, you didn't know it was dirty hooligan. I had no idea. Yeah. Dirty hooligan. Yeah. Now, did, did did the product ever land with that name, or was it just sold with that name? It was, I think it was sold, sold with that name. It was name, sold with the name, but when it arrived, it was filthy hooligan. Yeah. So, so dirty hooligan boxes were never made. The cigars were made, and they and we were in the midst of doing the boxes and just redid it. And uh, they think they reskipped. Oh, I would have loved. I would have loved to have a dirty couple dirty, dirty hooligan boxes. That's a collector's yeah. item. Right yeah, there. I really probably is. have some of the original, maybe samples somewhere in the office. That might be another yeah. project. <laughs> I'm gonna revitalize all these. Right. Brands. <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. We're making yeah. this man a lot of money on now the, the show. The, the Filthy Hooligan is out again now, right? Is, or, or it's coming is it out. Coming, coming out. out. Okay. It's, coming it's already out. pre-sold. Okay. So it's just about delivering. Is now. Coop calling in today? Uh, he can. Oh, okay. He's standby, but I we thought we might be busy. Right, so. well, you, you can do whatever you want. I'm good with it. Or do you want to go straight into... Do, do we do do we want you have more time to talk about stuff? Yeah, man. If it's important to you, I'm ready to well, go. Well, I mean, listen, I, I think it's important to our listeners. Okay, great. I, I think our listeners are very interested in I mean, look, you are you have your whole company has a certain image and the way it's built and, and and you've pretty much been true. I mean, live true, right? Yeah. You've pretty much been true that form, right? Yeah. How does Lars Teton get thrown into this mix? Oh, oh that's a yeah, we didn't even get to that. I, that's, that's right. I'll we produce your show. Don't thank worry. Thank you. Well, is, it's in there. Is that door locked? Or, <laughs> is, am I locked in right now? No, you're not. <laughs> and yep. you look. Now, now you, you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's funny. And you did hear that, right? I did hear that. Oh, that yeah. That was good. 
Good job, I mean, Adam. But, but, you know, it, it really, it, it's it's very antithetical of you know an Alec Bradley organization. Mm-hmm. Not that I think it's it's not a, a, a very interesting move because historically it's significant that brand has been, especially mm-hmm. our industry and guys who've been in it for so long. How did that happen? Because what I understand is like I guess a lot of people are courting him. And listen, I speak very highly of you because you are a friend, and I love Thank the way you. you are and how you're philosophical. And Thank you. listen. I've had times in my career where I've had situations and I've come to you and, you know, you've always been extremely understanding. And I love your boys. I think it's great that you have that whole family thing going on because I'm a very family-oriented person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a, this is like a complete twist, right? How, how does... <laughs> but, he, you know, he says he had a lot of quarters and that he was felt very good when he talked to you and thought that this would be the move he made. How did this come about? Well, I mean, he did have a lot of people courting yeah. him, which I didn't know. But the one cool thing that, about Lars is that <clears throat> while we were going through the process, he actually never told me anyone else who was courting him. He never mentioned a name. Didn't try to make it right. And so the integrity of not right. telling me meant something to me. Mm-hmm. Had he told me, right. I would have maybe rethought this a little bit. Right. right. So, um, I mean, this took a year, by the way. From the time we started talking about it to the time we finished the contracts was a year. Wow. That's, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. For two people who wanted to do something right? together. Because yeah. you probably had put a lot of thought into it, right? Yeah, I mean, I had to structure the deal properly. And w- because of the FDA thing, I had to make sure I wasn't overextended in terms of times and all, you know, time and all that stuff. All these brands are predicate. And, yeah, they're all predicate. They're all predicate. But you never company. know with, with, with flavorings Flavoring. or whatever right. what goes on. So, yeah, and so we had to structure everything that, you know, that way. But ultimately it came down that I met Lars many years ago. And I was always a fan of his creativity. I think he is the most creative person within our space, without question. And so I was always attracted to the fact that, you know, he's doing skateboards that are collectible. He's doing, he does paintings that were collectible. His leather goods are as good a quality as any designer in the market. So there were all these things that attracted me to him and his creativity. And I just called him and said i'd like to i don't know i don't know what i want to do but i'd like to do something uh, we uh, we don't have that type of creativity within our organization i can never try and be that because it's not me and but i think we could do something together you need a business partner and i need a creative mind right hmm. and that's how it that's how it started to come together um i got i got a very i got a large package for the money though i mean there's a lot that goes along with Lars. He's definitely an eccentric and yeah. definitely beats to a different drum, right? Yeah, His own. Yeah. Sure. Well, so, wait, there's a question. He was just on the show, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't here, unfortunately. I would have loved to meet him because I've, I've heard, you know, stories about him. Yeah. But so when you say you got a large package, is that, are, are you, is it, is the, is the company that you formed just the cigars or do, is it inclusive of other parts of his brand or is it? It is the cigars, but we just started finding a way to incorporate the spices that he does okay which everyone who tries the spices i love them say it's like the most incredible you know they're incredible very spices. very very good have yeah. you, you've had because i've he seen gave us a bunch okay yeah because yeah, yeah, he left some for you I he did them. thanks yeah i can, I can get <laughs> he more. didn't leave you shit uh but yeah so i mean now we're incorporating the spices and uh his leather goods are are, are through the room the leather products he yeah. had with him when i met him those two days were yeah does he do leather cigar products too, or or he? I know he does handbags and and satchels yeah. and things like that. 
Yeah. It's fascinating the things he, that he, he is, is into. He, he's a little bit larger than life, right? I mean, his story is uh, like... Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. No, he is. Yeah. Bullshit! Oh, I'll but, give an example. He said to me, yeah, you know, I'm a trained chef, and so I happen to be up in, in the Northeast where he lives. I've heard this from about 10 different people, too. Oh, yeah. So he, he said to me, hey, come over to the house. He's like, on your a way back. self-proclaimed world-class mm-hmm. chef, right? Yeah. So, of course, anybody who self-proclaims himself or something, you're like, right. Oh, all right, dude. Ooh, that's a recipe right. for trouble. Thank you. Yeah. But then what you're about to say, I've heard this from at least 10 different people, right? Yeah. So you went there and he cooked for you. Yeah. And and like I've never seen. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. let me put it to you this way. The filet was, he took he had the, the whole backstrap that he started cooking like eight hours early. <laughs> okay. So he literally, like if he wanted to, he could have just gone like that with the and filet. And it, yeah. I mean, he cut me, it was like a piece this big and you didn't need a knife. Wow. No, just didn't I, need a knife. I mean, I've heard that from 10 different people. Like, it was one of the most amazing Even when dining, he did the desserts, I mean, like, he had these squared plates, and he put this round dessert that he had made, and then he's taking, like, the the hazelnut cream and the and the pistachio cream at yeah. the bottom, you know, decorating everything. I mean, the guy, it was it was incredible, truly. Huh. So that was the beginning, and then, you know, he tells me how he, you know, he can, uh, he can rip on the guitar. And, you so, look at him, you're like, all right. Yeah. Dude. So. <laughs> All right. Dude, but I've seen him. I so mean, I'm like, I'm here. Let you know. Let me let me yeah. see you play. Yeah. And so he he like you know takes his keyboard thing out, and all of a sudden he gets the music going that he created back underneath, right. and he pulls out the guitar and just starts shredding on the guitar. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, so I actually zoomed in to see if it was his fingers. Like, that's that funny. Yeah. That's funny. that's all true. But I mean, I I have the videos. I mean, the guy was incredible. So he kept just dispelling all these things that you know you're not sure 100 because it's a little true. larger than life yeah 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 and everyone's attracted everyone's attracted i mean wherever he goes he draws people mm-hmm. now I, I when when i first heard this i said there's going to be a lot of nostalgic buying going on here right mm-hmm. because you, i don't know if you've listened to the show but when i first kind of got into doing cigars as something to make money on and in a living like in the business sense and i was servicing outside accounts back in Chicago 20 plus years ago like it was like the hottest brand in Chicago was it really are you kidding me I couldn't get enough of Lars Teton boxes huh and they were buying him like the wholesaler I was buying him from the time he would call me like I just got like 200 boxes and I would get there and I'd be lucky there was like eight left I could take yeah wow so it, it was very nostalgic when I heard of it but then on the same note I you know I remember saying um that I think maybe one, it, you're lucky if you can get one person a day to walk through my retail front door that's going to know what this brand is. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? No. Yeah. So it's a story that's going to have to get told, right? Mm-hmm. And be and, and retold. And you know that's a big project. You know, and I and I, and I think yeah. you've already started. I mean, the, the brand was released at the trade show this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's and out you there guys are already making packaging changes. Yeah, because there are certain things that we learn. From the tobacco, if we listen to the tobacconist, well, I've always said that they, any, they smart, tell us any smart manufacturer <laughs> should have a full-time retailer or retired retailer as a consultant, yeah, mm-hmm. or as an employee, yeah, right. I mean, seriously, how 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 no one like really has figured that out by now is mind-boggling mm-hmm. to me, right? Because there's a perspective you just aren't really privy to. That's correct, and it's just not natural for you to think just of simple stuff like stacking boxes or like just. How sometimes I'll sit across, like, man, you're like completely off the mark. How did you think of that like that? And then I will have a conversation. They're like, 
yeah, I guess we really were off the mark, right? Because to me, it's so obvious yeah. because I sit in this room and I'm privy to it. I'm sitting in these stores. I talk with my team, but manufacturers aren't privy to it. Now, was this packaging that was originally released with or that old packaging he had or that no. packaging that you had made and already pivoted? Well, it, first of all, he had cool packaging, but Lars had no real standards in terms of packaging. Which no, means it's hodgepodge. If something fit 32 cigars, that's... You know that's what it had, and and you know he had metal and he had uh, metal packaging, wood, and wood packaging, yeah. and cardboard packaging, and plastic tops. Yeah, I, mean, I see it all. Huh. Yeah, individual oh, yeah. cigars in the bags, and you know with the foam in there. I say he had a million different things. So we tried to somewhat standardize it and use some artwork, and we gave Lars a lot of the creative leeway, uh, leeway to, to do what he wanted. And I always put myself in the point of the consumer. What does the consumer see? And that's how we, that's how we try and create everything from Alec Bradley's side. What, how does it look from 20 feet away and 10 feet away and 5 feet away? And then when they're in front of the box, what does that look like? And so that's how we conduct ourselves. But Lars was all new. And so we gave him the opportunity to create what he wanted. We got that out to market. And then we asked the, the tobacconist, hey, where are the where are the sh- the shortcomings? Where are the pitfalls on some of the packaging and things? Well, there's some confusion to the consumer and those type of things. So we're going to make some box color changes. We're going to make some artwork changes. We're going to have a little more description on the boxes and those type of things to make it easier for the tobacconist and easier for the consumer to know what they're buying. That's it. But the cigars themselves are not changing. Cigars, no. are, cigars are great. I got to be honest with you. I, I'll be honest yeah. with you, one of the things where I looked at, I'm like, I can't, I, I look at the packaging, I'm not sure what this cigar is. Yeah. Very hard for me to find it. I need like a roadmap to find where the name was. Correct. On so, the packaging. Right. So I have to verbally beat Lars up sometimes. And, <laughs> and uh, like, we're like, hey, make a packaging change and we want you to do this. And then he sends something. I'm like, that's exactly what I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, he, I still have to let him be creative and still me be the business guy. So it's the problem mm-hmm. with any artist, right? Yeah, yeah. it's correct. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. There's always that problem, not just like in that, restaurants, right? Sometimes the chef's so passionate about cooking, right? Doesn't know how to run the front of the house, right? Correct. I mean, it's just a, it's a common thing. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I see it all the time. I've had a lot of people in my life who have been very talented people, but didn't know how to make it a business out of it. Of course. But yeah, he's made. Don't, don't get me wrong. He's made a successful, yeah, uber successful business of it. But you know, there was a reason why all of a sudden, where it went from the hottest brand, where I, mean, I wasn't even sure he was making cigars for the last decade. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't even know he was still selling cigars for the last decade until he informed me of it, was it here, yeah. two yeah. weeks ago. So, I mean, it, you know, there was a reason why that had happened. So, um, we smoked a few of them, smoked a lot of them. Uh, some I, I thought were really, really interesting and amazing and enjoyable. Like, I would definitely say I'm going to smoke mm-hmm. them again. Some are not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. you know, but... Uh, I get a kick out of getting everyone the pepper one, though. Yeah, the sweet and spicy. Oh, I love yeah. that. Did you give me that one? Is that what I... You gave me a Damn couple it. of... Ah, oh, you did? one yesterday. Oh, that would have been me, He gave me a couple of them. No. That would have yeah. been hysterical. <laughs> no. I was already smoking a cigar, but you should have... Would you try yeah, one? I I, yeah, I'll try it. Oh, I didn't yeah. see the video of Labby Don't trying worry about it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it on video the next KMA uh, pre-show meeting we yeah, have. Yeah, I'll try it. And by the way, it's good. It's a good I, you get past it, it yeah. is. I didn't try it yet, but I, I mean, I eat Do you, you I know stuff. I love spicy food. I love I mean, spicy I, Oh, you're going to love this. When I get my Thai food, I tell them native Five. Thai. Yeah, yeah. native Thai, as, as hot then, as you then, would eat I, it. I don't think a cigar will be an issue for you. It no. might not be, no. but I'll, no. I'm sure I'll, I mean, I'll give but it a try. But the blend underneath it is good, okay. and the experience with the sweet and spiciness yeah. is, is, mm. is neat. Yeah, that, you know what? We'll try it together next week's show. Yeah. Okay. We'll do a live video, see how it is. I can't wait. All right, good. 
Anything oh, we missed that you want to chat about? Do you want to get into any legal banter? You're sick of it, right? I think I. No, I mean, it's up to you. I, I, I mean, it's up to you. I mean, well, let me ask you something. Here's, sure. here's my learning. What's your really tone at night when you lay your head down in bed? Because it really is kind of a clusterfuck out there and mm-hmm. what's going on. Are you, are you worried about your future business for your kids? I mean, do you feel your position? I mean, this this everybody I talk to has a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk to some people and they think, oh, my business is over in May. There's no way I'm going to be able to, you know, register all these brands and whatever. I mean, how, how is it? What's going on through Alan Rubin's mind when you're lying your head at night? Well, as you know, I don't, I don't go to sleep till three or four, right? right? right. So lying my head on the pillow is right. not the time for me to think because that's like a three-hour window in my entire right? <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. When I lie yeah. down, I'm out in five minutes. Yeah, like, so, like, yeah and like I'm not that. a good sleeper. So Oh, you're not? I'm not. So oh, I'm I, solid. Yeah, so I can't I can't get to the to the pillow. And then once I'm there, no. I have to really like find a way to meditate my way to sleep. Really? So, yeah. No, no, I go. Yeah, that's yeah. me. I have such a hard time. I'm out like a coma. Oh, yeah. Can you sleep on a plane? Oh, hold on. That's how I fly. What do you mean? You sleep on the plane you the whole time. Will you explain to them? I think you know my process. Uh, okay. Basically, this man uh, sits uh, seat 1A know, in but, first class. Right. And is, that's the only place he sits and then gets on first right away. And then it's before the plane takes off. No, usually... you're not done. That's not my process. What I do <laughs> flying, and this is when I fly out, I fly out the first flight in the morning. Oh, it's 6, 6.15, whatever it is. I don't go to bed. I start oh, packing yeah. at 2 or 3 in the morning, Ugh. you know, whatever. I am asleep before that plane takes off the runway. No way. Are you kidding me? Pull an all-nighter. Don't sleep all night. You get to the airport. You check in. This is. I, I sit in the seat. Ne- I sit in the first row next to the window. I I, I, I nudge my head into the little window <laughs> hole. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I That's how I sit. Yeah. Yeah. I sit in first class. I, n- I seldom ever get a drink, and I seldom ever eat a meal. Because I'm out like a coma. Yeah. Before and you, and typically, did I ever tell you the time where I thought we were going to die? <laughs> That's when we went to Paul's this wedding. This is a true story. Like, was that Paul's wedding? That was Paul's wedding. I yeah. freaked out. Oh, oh coming yeah. to my wedding. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, did, I, I, I had slept so soundly. <laughs> I, I, I I almost can't remember, but I remember the trauma because the trauma. I'm going to get goosebumps thinking about. Look, look. Yeah. Do you see the goosebumps? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that we were landing. I had been out right. And I literally like just woke up, and the plane goes, doo, 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 and like, and everybody. It was a really bad landing. Everybody grabbed their thing and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I literally started saying the sign of the cross. <laughs> like, this is it. We are. This plane is going down. And it took me like five or six seconds before I realized, oh, we just landed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so we couldn't be more opposite. Oh yeah, uh, I'm out like a light. One day, ask Eric Espinosa <laughs> the day that he he needed to take some medication to get on a plane. He didn't like to fly. And he took it and then <laughs> fell asleep at, at Miami International, and then the plane was delayed. No. Yeah. And woke up. And... and he woke up, and he was like, this is the greatest flight I've ever had. <laughs> oh, my God. That's... And had not left the runway wow. yet. We'll see him, we'll see him next week. And then called me from the plane and said, what do I do? Wow. I have, I have one medication left, and I still have two flights. Wow. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. yeah, you can ask about That's that. That's so ironic. A cigar, a cigar guy He's okay doesn't now. like to fly. He's okay now, but <laughs> well, this was in the early days. I don't days. like to fly, whatever, but I, I just, no. I, I like. I'm just so used to it. I now. just like closing my eyes and opening up, and we're there. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah. It's great. I don't. I, was, I know not from that world. I was, I was flying. It's for, either that, or I have to start drinking and get drunk. Okay, which so, I've done listen, a couple times. I, I flew from London to Vegas. Okay. Wow. That so is a basically, lo- yeah. I said, "That's brutal." I'm going to have dinner, mm-hmm. and then do not wake me until we get to half hour before we're landing, okay? I had some sleep medication with me. Oh, yeah. Took two of those and four cognacs. 
and Ooh. looked and looked at the ceiling the entire flight. <laughs> Couldn't go to bed. Zero. That's insane. Uh, is, is it just zero? A fear then you left just don't my headset well. in the little thing, walked out, oh, was no. dazed. So I had dinner, oh. landed in Vegas, showered, and had dinner. Is it just that you? Is it any fear of flying? Or you just don't sleep that no, well. No, no, zero fear of flying. Oh, so you just don't sleep that well. Yeah, I just don't. Oh no, yeah. I sleep really easy. I put my head down. Yeah, I'm gone. I, I think I've fallen asleep out of the. I mean, we fly a lot because I'm from Long Island, so we we fly up almost every month to Long Island. But it's only two hours and forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. But I I think I've slept maybe two times in my life on a plane, and one of them was a flight to Europe, a nine hour flight to Italy. Pull, try it. Pull it all later. Yeah, I could do that. Try it. Take your first flight in the morning. Pull on. You start packing two, three in the morning. By the time you're done, you're ready to go to the airport. Get on that plane. I'm out. But if you're flying for business, the second you get there, you're, you're usually you're ready to yeah. go to a meeting or something. Doesn't so matter. We only need two, three hours of sleep, guys. Yeah. But oh, by the time true. I'm landed, I'm refreshed. I feel good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I had two out coming out of Boston because our flights changed like four or five times or whatever. I had, I set my alarm for 530 in the morning. I got up at 430, showered. I got I went to sleep at two thirty, and then Jeez. landed and then went to work. Did you pull all nighters as, as a kid? Uh, you mean when I was in college? Just I I yeah I yeah I yeah. regularly in know, my early twenties. I, I started like in like ten twelve years old. Like I would get like at a school project, my parents would go to bed, and I wouldn't know how to finish, and I would work through the night. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we did it for fun. Even in, in middle like teen- school, as like teenagers, even, no, no, even in middle school, like I wouldn't like pay attention like all week, two weeks. Then we'd have a test, and I would literally like, all right, mom, I'm gonna go to bed in a few hours, and then I would sit there and read like four chapters. Do that all the evening. work that yeah. you didn't do. Yeah, I was prone to pulling all nighters my whole life. In fact, when I was starting my businesses alone, man, I would pull like work through the night two to three nights a week. My wife often says, like, I don't know anybody who does what he does without being, like, on serious hardcore drugs. Right, yeah. Right? But it's, I, just, I was always prone to it. Yeah, I'm more of a night person, so. I, I love working yeah. at night. Nobody bothers me. Phone doesn't yeah, ring me. Yeah. I can at, focus, at 10, do my at stuff. 10 p.m., I'm ready to go. Right? Like, it's the best. Let's go. Yeah. That, used, the best. that used yeah. to be me until the baby. The, ki- the kids. That, that was me. The kids is what. Yeah. And not even the baby, because there's only so much you're going to do with a baby. But when they start becoming interactive, and, and then it becomes more, and then it gets real bad when you're, they start saying, are you coming home after work? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, forget about it. Yeah, yeah, everything. You have to go there, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> everything you changes. Just, you just dropped me right into a depression. Everything <laughs> changes. But I appreciate that. Sorry. We could Every... I'd rather have talked about FDA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, wow. What an awesome show, man. Really, thank you. Thank yeah, you for thanks coming. for coming this in. This is stellar. Two and a half hours went like it was nothing. Really? Mm-hmm. Literally. I had no clue. Yeah, it's a good show. Who, who we got next week? Anybody? Uh, we're we're going to be at Lazona Palooza in Hialeah oh, Garden. Is, is that an ice cream store in Hialeah? What is that? <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. This is post the drag. We're leaving it. We're leaving it to go. Well, what? that's if, that's we if Eric Jr. in the morning? Yeah. We, we have to be there probably at. I, well, Eric Jr. is supposed to open up the office for us at eight, but we'll see if that so happens. I got the drag event all night and then we're mm-hmm. leaving like at seven in the morning. Yeah. Um, there, or quarter I, I'm seven, probably already seven. not going to sleep yet. You're driving, right, Adam? You're driving. You're I, always a designated driver. I know. How are you not going to sleep? Because it's like, I'm probably going to get out of the drag event at like three. Well, well, maybe you shouldn't not go to the drag event. Okay. Wait, are you telling me I don't have to work the drag event? No. Oh. If you're going to go home and rest to drive us at 630 in the morning, yeah, I prefer you not drink. And hang awesome. out at the shop. Here's how you win this. But if you go home and drink, <laughs> if you are hung over the next morning, you're going to get docked like a week's pay. Okay. Here's how, here's how you do it. Do yeah. not work the drag event, but show up personally. Yeah. 
and just enjoy the drag event. He doesn't enjoy shit. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy it. He, he no, doesn't no, understand no, no, that. He, he doesn't get emotional. This guy has no emotion. Yeah, he's no, not going to no, enjoy yeah, it. No, that's, no, there's no enjoying. No. Showing up and enjoying. No, I, I may show up to enjoy yeah, it no, for like I, 45 really, minutes we got and then go home. early and you're going to be our designated driver. Yeah. I, I really like you go home and rest. And I'm going to go home at like 10. I'll go that's home fine. At 10 as long as you're not drinking. Yeah, that's fine. You can't sit at the bar and imbibe all night and then think I'm going to go home at 10. I got to supervise everybody all night. We'll get by. He doesn't drink when he works. What? <laughs> what? He, I don't think he drinks when he's actually working because he always takes a. Sh- once he's ready to go, once he's not, ready to have a drink, events, he takes his shirt events, off. Not events. Not events. He'll be at that bar and vibing, and then and then when the work is settled down, the events over like at nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah, then he'll be slamming at the bar. <laughs> then he goes home. And it's like okay, it's time to go home. All right. Yeah. Anyway, let's see. This week we belongs in a cigar and oh, sh- asylum. We forgot another segment. <laughs> Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. I'm going to tell you, this show was so much like just bullshitting in an office talking. I forgot, like, we have segments we got to do and stuff. (laughs) I'm like just thinking we're bullshitting talking. We didn't even talk about our caption contest photo. Which I love, by the way. I'm the one who said Paul had to do this caption contest. He had to ask his wife's permission, but... It's me and my son. We got clearance. Look how great that caption contest is. In our Halloween costumes in Disney World for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Yeah, check it out. So anyways, this week's (laughs) Insane Asylum brought to you by the fine folks at CLE and Asylum Cigars. This week's inductee probably needs to reevaluate their life choices. After a funeral in Germany, a group of mourners went to a restaurant after the burial of their loved one for simple coffee and cake, a very German tradition. After eating the cake, the 13 people reported experiencing nausea, nausea and dizziness and needed medical attention. Uh-huh. When questioning the restaurateur, police said that the person in charge claimed that she didn't bake the cake herself. She asked her 18-year-old daughter to bake the cake for the event. Sounds like a logical thing to do. Yeah, already getting shady, but... The mother mistakenly gave the wrong cake to the mourners. Apparently, her daughter had made a special cake. She instead took the hash cake that was made for her friends and gave it to the unsuspecting mourners. A very different kind of party that cake was made for. Needless to say, the the funeral did end on a high note. Ha-ha! Get it? Yes, an involuntary high note, but a high note indeed. The teen is actually under investigation, police said, and stated that the incident happened in August, but was not made public until now out of respect for the mourners. I guess they finally came down. Congratulations, (laughs) Heishi Baker. You are this week's inductee into the Cigar Insane Asylum, brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. Once again, kids, don't eat cake you get from strangers. Right? (laughs) Holy cow. Seriously, you can't eat anything. It's terrifying. I don't. Definitely not. Uh, So, Alan, Obviously, your award road warrior. Where are you going next? What's up, what's on the schedule? Anything on the horizon? Yeah. Uh, no, not uh, not work wise. Good for you. Yeah. I'm gonna... Holidays, Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas. Yeah. The next two months off. Yeah. I mean, well, well, not traveling. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're we're travel actually yeah. starting Monday. Mm-hmm. We start talking about what the projects are for next year. Who's handling what responsibilities? Who's going to be going down on which trips to do to the blending trips? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just it, it's going to be all in preparation coming into uh, into the end of the year. So now's a good time for me to be here. And then if uh, Colorado's getting a bunch of snow right now, so maybe I sneak out for a week in December. Oh, nice, okay. good for you. Or two. Yeah, yeah. Like if I don't have, <laughs> let me say this: until they have to, they tell me I have to come back. I <laughs> consider staying. Dad, I, we need you. I do. I have to tell you one quick story. There was some stuff that I had asked the, our marketing department to do. 
And uh, so they put me on this string, and they're like, yeah, I love it, love it, love it. Alan, what do you think? And I'm like, I couldn't hate it more. It was like, okay, what's wrong? And I like listed five or six things that's wrong. And then they said, okay, we'll make change. I didn't tell them what to change, like mm-hmm. how to change it. Just these are the things that I thought were not proper. Mm-hmm. And I came back, and they did a great job. And I'm like, you know, as long as you screw up the first time, you're keeping me in business. You're like, you're, <laughs> you're giving me a job to do. So I'm good with it. But I, I, what's really cool is a lot of the young guys in our organization are really learning. I mean, they're really embracing it, the culture of what we're doing. And and uh, and they're they're aggressively trying to make things, always trying to make things better. Mm-hmm. So that's that gives me the chance to be a bad golfer and do some skiing. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. All right, next week we'll be live from La Zona Palooza. you have any final words there, uh, Mr. Austin? No, man, looking forward to it. Eric just texted me. He goes, can you come dressed like a girl? I told him, fuck no. <laughs> can you come dressed <laughs> as a girl? I really, hope, I really hope you're still <laughs> yeah. not wearing makeup tomorrow. Uh, the boy morning, oh, my God, could you imagine if he didn't have time to go home and change and we showed up at La Zona? That would be <laughs> awesome. Can, can you imagine? That would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be like you and Disney. Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Close out. thank you, Alan. All right. Great show. Thanks. Thank you, Alan Rubin, Thanks, for being man. here from Alec Bradley Cigars. Make sure you check out all his great products. Uh, next week from Lozona Palooza. Until then, and as always, keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. <laughs> Cigar Fairy's making round. Yeah, that's fantastic. Keep it lit with KMA Talk Radio.